Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Gates, you all are savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines. Robin, get the cork school. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. One the sports radios. Legendary figures. kids and as someone once said about this program if you're just tuning in if you're a regular thank you for joining us on the big friday free for all friday uh freaky friday whatever you want to call it thank god it's friday i'm calling it freaky friday sports monster mash dude and as one uh, noted actor once said about this uh, twitch.tv bruno nation live show well it's big and terrible Mm mm-hmm more frightening than I ever thought possible. But it's okay, though. But you'll get over it because we're a friendly show. We're not here to hurt anybody. We're here basically to get you away from all the other noise. It's Friday. It's fun. We got sports. We got all kinds of updates out the yin-yang. The yin-yang twins will be here later on in the show because Robin wants some sushi or something. Meanwhile, Robin's here. I'm here. The cat's Lily's asleep on her perch. You notice when no one's here, Lily immediately says, that's my spot, bitches. Yes, she does. So Miss Lily is already locked and loaded, and we're ready to go on a Friday. On Walt Whitman's 200th birthday today, Robin, and I asked Robin many times when we, when we moved back to Philly, and she had never lived here, and we were going over the Walt Whitman Bridge. And I said, Robin, you know who Walt Whitman is, right? And Robin, who claims to be this learned, scholarly poetess. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 Don't you do that. You have to tell the truth. I knew that he was a poet. Yes. I just didn't realize, you know, all his history. That's bad poetry knowledge right there. Didn't you ever watch Deaf Poetry Jam? Didn't you ever go to, like, some smoke-filled hookah bar 
and watch stoned-out poets drop great knowledge and great rhymes? Walt Whitman's one of the greatest. But the best question I have is, it is the 200th birthday of the famed poet Walt Whitman. He was a journalist, too. Is why is there a Walt Whitman bridge here in Philadelphia when he pretty much had nothing to do with the city? And this is a legitimate question. I've been trying to get somebody at City Hall, but they're all trying to hide Mayor uh, Kenny away from having any public appearances or debates with his uh, opponent that's coming up in November. But Walt Whitman, the bridge, one of the two main bridges crossing in the city of Philadelphia from Philadelphia into New Jersey is the Benjamin Franklin Bridge. Uh Uh-huh. And then you have the Walt Whitman Bridge here in the south part of the city near the sports complex that goes right into New Jersey. Walt Whitman was born in New York. So I'm trying to find out why Walt Whitman... The tie to Philadelphia. Yeah, what's the tie to Philadelphia? For example, Edgar Allan Poe has a house here, but he's from Baltimore. And there's an Edgar Allan Poe house here, but Edgar Allan Poe is basically from Baltimore. So are we like stealing other people's stuff and putting it in our city over the years? One thing we know, that I'm from here. Walt Whitman wasn't from here. Edgar Allan Poe wasn't from here. But Tony Bruno is from here, was, wasn't, and then is again. And as the, the great Charlie Manuel once said when he was referring to me and my background here as a Philadelphia icon. What it is is what it is. Exactly. And that's what I am. And that's all I can be. It's Friday, so we'll, we'll cover some Walt Whitman. Do you have, what's your favorite Walt Whitman poem? FYI, Walt Whitman Whitman made many trips to Philly, particularly Germantown. He was he so and he was uh, famously pickpocketed at the Philadelphia train station. Oh well, he's part of the Philadelphia crime scene then. Yes. Did he spend any time at Eastern State Penitentiary back in the day with Al Capone? I don't know. (laughs) Now. Here is one of the most famous Walt Whitman. Whitman. Now, he didn't make the chocolates. He's not a, Walt Whitman is not the guy who started the Whitman samplers. No. That you can buy for, you know, Halloween. Not Halloween, but Mother's Day, Valentine's Day. They're the most famous, probably, chocolates around the country, right? Whitman samplers. Yes. But that's not the same. They're not from Walt Whitman. Now, Walt Whitman. Not Walt Disney. For modern-day people who are not into poetry, who probably did see Dead Poet Society yes. with Robin Williams. Of course, great well, movie. Might remember this because this was a famous scene in one of his more famous poems. poems. Yes. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, oh, Captain. Captain? Did he have Captain Morgan? Does he is he in the does he appear in the commercial, the one that says Captain? Captain, and well, then the Captain Morgan lets the guys I don't know, in. But oh, here okay. here is the Oh Captain, well, my Captain, which is a famous scene from They're all ripped out, sir. Dead okay. Poet Society. <laughs> They're all ripped out. Sir, we... Never mind. Read. Understanding Poetry by Dr. J. Evans Pritchard, Ph.D. To fully understand poetry, we must first be fluent with its meter, rhyme, and figures of speech. Then ask two questions. One, how artfully has the objective of the poem been rendered? And two... How important is that objective? Question one rates the poem's perfection. Question two rates its importance. And once these questions have been answered, determining the poem's greatness becomes a relatively simple matter. God, this was such if a If the poem score for perfection is plotted on the horizontal graph, Mr. Keating, they made everybody Why, sign. Mr. Anderson, <laughs> you got to believe me, it's true. I do believe you, Tom. Leave, Mr. Keating. But it wasn't his fault. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. One more outburst from you or anyone else, and you're out of this school. 
Leave, Mr. Keating. Get out! Get out! <laughs> I said leave, Mr. Keating. Was that the Walt Whitman poem? No, no, no. It's coming. It's well, coming. Well, I don't want to hear multi. I just want to hear a Walt Whitman poem. Uh, I don't want to see the whole movie. Sorry, I got carried away with Jesus, Robin Williams. Jesus, Robin. God, I love him. Here it comes. Here captain, it comes. My captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down. This is your final warning, Anderson. How dare you? You hear me? Well, Captain, my captain. Mr. Overstreet, I warn you. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. All of you. I want you to see him. Sit down. Leave, Mr. Keating. Here it comes, here it comes. Where's Walt Whitman? <laughs> He's also dead. Come on, say the poem, poem, boys. He starts it and then he gets interrupted all the time, just like this show. <laughs> K.O.P. Joe, that is not nice. What did he say? He says, I wish they were all standing on the Walt Whitman Bridge. Well, a lot of people have made that you can't walk across the Walt Whitman Bridge, by the way, for those of you scoring at home. You can walk across the Benjamin Franklin Bridge, but if you do that, you, you're in Camden. So I don't understand why you can walk over the Ben Franklin Bridge from Philadelphia into Camden, but you can't walk over the Walt Whitman Bridge from South Philadelphia into, well, because you'd be basically walking onto the 42 freeway, and then you can walk to the shore that way and not have to worry about the tolls on the Ooh, AC. Oh, Captain, my Captain. So here is the actual poem. Okay, thank you, Robin. Oh, Captain, my Captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack, the prize we sought is won. The port is near, the bells I hear, the people all exulting, while follow eyes the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. But, oh, heart, 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 we should have had you oh, do this. the bleeding drops of red, where on the deck my Captain lies, fallen, cold and dead. Okay. Wait a minute, Robin. Let me give you something it goes, a little bit It back. goes on, but I won't... I mean, poetry is not exactly something that most people love hearing. The autumn wind a is a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's more like it. So anyway, that was just one of the first refrains of the... Oh, Captain. Oh, Captain. Oh, Captain it's Friday. Captain. 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 <laughs> Captain. Yes, this is this is more captainy of our fans' liking, I'm Captain. sure. Captain. 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 Where's Captain Munderland? <clears throat> Captain. 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 Yeah, that's Adam Devine, that actor, right at the end. That guy's in a lot of commercials now. He's a weird dude. You know who he is, Robin, yes. the actor. The, not the guy who plays Captain Morgan. This is the deal. Is this this dude, guy. Tyler's 30th birthday party. Adam Devine. He's really good. He does a lot of weird He's commercials. Divine. 
His name is Adam Devine. Is he Devine? I don't know. He's not the Devine Miss M. I know that. Anyway, that's enough about the captain and Walt Whitman. Good just, God Almighty. This show's yes. about history, too. And if we keep doing this crap, we will be history before <laughs> long. But let's get down to the... <laughs> Let's get down to the needy, greedy, man. The needy, greedy. Last night, the sporting events all ended before the spelling bee did last night. So if you were watching the NBA Finals like most people were, you missed a, dr- a thrilling conclusion to the Scripps Howard spelling bee. And this show was the one that was all over it before it started. Yes, we, we were. We gave you prop bets on, and one of the prop bets I said to take when we released these was will there be co-champions? And I put down yes. So I collected already on my prop bet of will there be co-champions? Now, however... But we'll get to that in a moment because I want to get down to the NBA. And they, we got to do something about this spelling bee thing. You can't have homeschooled kids staying up past midnight to watch a... a, a, a it's, I believe Bud Selig needs to step in and find out that we, we can't have ties in the spelling bee. We don't have ties in any other sport, even hockey. Nobody They have sudden death this. overtime, and then they have a shootout. How do they have these kids up past midnight guessing easy words? And the words got easier. Do you, do you, and do you know that the final rounds were 20? There were 20 final rounds. It's an outrage. So the final round took 20 times, and finally they, they had, predi- they had um, said ahead of time that, if, that they were only going to do 20. If it got up to 20, then... And, but nobody figured that it would go up to 20. They didn't have anything after that. So when they finally came with the finalists, should I say how many were there at the end? Uh, everybody knows. Eight people. Yes. But we're going to get to that. i got to get okay. to the NBA. All right. Because uh, the, the spelling bee is something we have to fix. <clears throat> and that's what we do in the show. We can't fix the NBA. That's already fixed. We can't fix the NBA draft lottery. That's already a mess. We can fix the spelling bee, and somebody's got to do it, and I'm the man to do it because I'm one of the only men in this world who cares about the Utes out there and the homeschooling and spelling and thesauruses. Or is it thesauri? Or is it thesauruses? Thesaurusi? Dictionaries. Dictionaries for all. (laughs) And you get a dictionary, and you get a dictionary. Anyway, let's get down to the NBA business, yo, because last night... We had NBA basketball action, yo. Yes, indeed. And your Toronto Raptors, as the headline says in the Toronto Sun, spicier than curry today. You get it, Robin? You know what that means, right? Pascal Siakam. They call him Spicy P up there. Who, by the way, looks very much like our friend. Jervis Peterson, yeah. Very similar facial features. Of course, Jervis is not from Cameroon. No, but if you look at... I should find a side-by-side where we can see how they look. Forget about the facial resemblances, Robin. we got to deal with why he's spicier than Curry. Because a man that had some tough times against the 76ers in the Eastern Conference semifinals, Eastern Conference quarterfinals, exploded last night in Toronto. Spicy P, baby! All he did was drop 32 on those Golden State Warriors. He was 6-for-6 in the third quarter, made 11 consecutive shots at one point, finished 14-of-17 from the field, and wound up with 32 points. And without a doubt, Pascal Siakam, Cameroonian, homeboy of our own Joel Embiid, 
getting better and better with each game. And what's interesting to note here, Siakam is getting better every game. Ben Simmons still can't shoot. This guy two years ago didn't know how to shoot a basketball. He started playing at 17, and now all of a sudden, why is it that he can get better every year and every game at shooting? And the Raptors, by the way, for people who are wondering, wow, what's up with the Raptors? It was used to be about just one guy. It used to be about Kawhi. And now you're seeing when a team gets confidence, like the Toronto Raptors are, they're not afraid of the Golden State Warriors. They were favored against the Golden State Warriors at home last night. It was only a point, but they, 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 they sent a message last night. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to get into the jump on the, oh my God, I think they're going to sweep the Golden State Warriors now because we always tend to overreact after one game. We did it in, we do it in every series. I haven't done it, but the experts, the experts on TV who played the game are the ones who always overreact the worst. Paul Pierce overreacted to the Sixers Toronto series. He overreacted to the Bucks Toronto series. He overreacted to the Celtics series. Uh, so players do it more than dopes on radio talk shows. We do it all the time, except on this show, because I'm a more reasonable, down-to-earth, understand. Now, because they won game one last night, and they were pretty dominant, and I know they were waiting for the Warriors, and they made their runs, but when you got to the fourth quarter, you knew, even when it was a 10-point game, that the Warriors were not going to be able to come all the way back, because they had guys contributing. And now, all of a sudden, this team that people maligned, as they don't have a deep bench, they can only play five or six guys, they're getting contributions from everybody. Kyle Lowry, Siakam, monster game. And while they held Kawhi Leonard down last night to 23 points, which is a pretty big effing deal, they didn't stop Pascal Siakam and company. And no Kevin Durant. And now for the first time in the world of, oh, man, last week it was, see, no big deal. The Warriors can win without Kevin Durant in the lineup. Now, all of a sudden, oh, no, the Warriors got no chance to win without <laughs> Kevin Durant. The That's how ridiculous we are when we try to break things down. We saw what happened. The, the Raptors played better. They were home. They were favorite. And, oh, by the way, not only was that their first appearance in an NBA Finals, that was their first win in an NBA Finals. So you'd have to be in it for the one time. But then in their first ever game in the NBA Finals, they get their first ever win last night at home. And now they're saying Kevin Durant could be back in game three or four for the defending champion Golden State Warriors, who for the first time are down one nothing in the NBA Finals during this five straight Finals appearance run for them. So this is the first time they've lost a game one. I told you yesterday they've lost many games on the road in the NBA Finals, but never a game one. And people have been asking me, my son called me and says, why do the Toronto Raptors have home court advantage in the NBA Finals? And it had nothing to do with the all-star game like baseball did a couple of years ago, which is stupid. Toronto had one more regular season win than the Golden State Warriors. Therefore, they get the home court advantage. Because if you look at it, Toronto wasn't even the one seed in the East. And obviously, the Warriors were the one seed in the West. And you're saying, well, why did they get home court? So people are wondering, that's why. They had one more regular season win. So it's like the popular vote versus the electoral college in politics. Right. One more win at home made the Toronto Raptors the home team. And that's the way they did it. Both great teams, but obviously Toronto wasn't even the best team in the East. But now they got home court and they took advantage of it winning game one. Does that mean they're going to win this series? No, but it means that this series is not going to be a four-game sweep. Now, other people were asking me last night on Twitter, 
about, well, could this be the Allen Iverson finals in 2002 or 2001, 2002? I was in L.A. for that game. Allen Iverson led the Sixers to the NBA finals against the mighty Lakers, and then they went in there and stole game one at the at uh, Jack Kent Cook's fabulous forum. Actually, no, it was at Staples Center. But the Sixers beat the Lakers in game one at Staples Center, and everybody's getting excited, and then they didn't win another game. They lost four straight. Could this be that situation? Possibly. The difference is Toronto was deep. The Sixers team that went to the finals had no business winning an NBA championship, not against that great Laker team. The Lakers were so much better, and the Sixers went in there. Lakers probably thought, hey, you know, we're not, they're going to just, Phil Jackson will roll the ball out. We'll just beat this team. And Allen Iverson willed that team to a victory. And then the Lakers took care of business. So is that going to happen here? It might. Is it definitely going to happen? I don't think so, because I think the Toronto Raptors are showing that they've gotten better each series, each game. And now all of a sudden, the bench that wasn't any good earlier in the playoffs is contributing. Guys like Danny Green are making big shots. Guys like the much maligned Kyle Lowry are making big plays. Siakam is stepping up. Kawhi. So now it's not just a one-headed monster and you hope to get contributions from the other guys. They're getting contributions from a lot of guys. And that's why I hope this is a great series. And Toronto It's so won. nice to see more than just one or two players doing well. Exactly. Listen, I don't want to see blowouts in any sport. And as a fan, you know, I don't root for either. I mean, I, obviously, I like the Warriors because they were Philadelphia Warriors. So they're like my adopted Western Conference team. You know, I love Steve Kerr, and I love the, I love the team, and I love the, the franchise. But so last night, I'm just watching as an impartial guy, sort of like the Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals right now against the St. Louis Blues. Bruins have won. I'd love to see the Blues win the Stanley Cup. Not because I hate Boston, but they've never won one. They had never won a game in the... It's amazing. The Toronto Raptors and the St. Louis Blues have something in common. They're the underdogs in the series, and they had never won a game in the in the finals. And that's the same thing that happened. But Toronto's never been in the finals. The right. Blues had been in three consecutive ones when they became a franchise in 1967-68. And then to not... I mean, to be in so the finals three times. Three consecutive oh, Stanley Cup never- finals... Ever. And not win a game. Swept all three times. Yeah. Toronto now, they know they're not going to be swept in their very first. Portland goes to the NBA Finals, the NBA Western Conference Finals, and gets swept by the Warriors. And so they're still trying to get over that hump of at least winning a game against the Warriors. Toronto's already won one, and now they're up one game tonight. And hopefully this is a great series. Steph had 34. Clay had 21. Draymond, 10, 10, and 10. Wasn't that an old phone code system back in the day? 10, 10, 10 before we had all these elaborate phone systems. I it was like you called a number. I think Terry Bradshaw did pop- commercials. Was that popcorn? No, 10, remember- 10, 10 was like a code. remember popcorn? You would you dial popcorn, it would give you the time. No, no, right? no. This wasn't about time. This was one oh. of the, this was back before long distance, when long distance calls were expensive. Remember, you wouldn't call your relatives oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it would cost too much per minute. And then they created these 10, 10, 10 services. I remember I in the remember. sports world, Terry Bradshaw did a commercial Look them up, Robin. We've got to find an old school commercial. Oh, Trevor from the 203 is saying it was 10-10-220. Yeah, it was something like that. But there were, like, I remember Terry Brad, I remember Mike Piazza did one of those commercials. So it was a code that you would dial associated with a company that would get you reduced rates uh. on long-distance phone calls. You know what I mean? It's like phone cards now that you can buy in right. convenience stores. I remember stores. using phone cards, although I can't imagine, I don't know anybody that still does except for maybe people that, don't have phone services like regular. Like, yeah, like stuff. if you're calling, like a lot of people who have relatives in Mexico or right. Central America or overseas, they get these phone cards. Right. 
and it doesn't it doesn't cost them on but the I, home I, phones. I remember going using those phone cards from public public phones. Yeah, which like nobody has anymore anyway. No, there's still some phone booths around. Yeah, the one that we saw. You mean down by no, the, the one Melrose. in front of? No, the one in that. That's all busted up. But there still are wall phones. You go into some they, here in South Philly. I showed you one last week down on uh, Mifflin Street. There's one it's, on a corner. It's it's one of the ones mounted on a on a wall, but it's not the booth where you open and close the door. It's hard to believe that they have not been wrecked. No, they haven't because people need them because they're in neighborhoods where people can't afford. They don't even have phone lines in their house. Now, everybody pretty much has a cell phone I now. know. That's why it's But because you silly. can use the, it's the phone card, and you can't trace the card. So if you say you're calling, you know, you're calling the Colombian Medellin cartel in Colombia, and you don't want to trace back to your home phone, you buy one of those cards, and then you go out to a public phone, <laughs> and you make the call to, okay. to, to, to Medellin, <laughs> Colombia. Bob from Valley Force says, <laughs> I would accidentally, on purpose, call 976 numbers until I jacked my parents' phone bill over $500. That's, let me give him for that, ladies and gentlemen, a roaring round of applause. I actually know that happened to me and my ex-husband. We went on vacation, and we had the next-door neighbor girl take uh-huh. care of our dog and two cats. Did you and make any films? I've seen a movie like that once. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, she was young. She was like... 14. And so she came over to, to feed the dog and the cats. And the phone bill that we kept, got had over $1,500. $1,500 of 976. And we're like, oh, what? And we called and we found out what that was. And we had to go to her parents and say, um, this is what was on our bill while we were gone. That was an uncomfortable yeah, call, yeah. phone call. I, you know, that I mean, rarely happens anymore. You know, some people get ridiculous phone bills. I mean, if you don't have some sort of a long distance or now everybody's got those internet-based things, what are they called? Uh, you know, the ones where you, you basically use your internet to yeah, make the, phone calls. the voiceover internet. V-O- V-O-I-P. Like, v- are you, v- you down with V-O-I-P? VoIP. VoIP, baby. Isn't that, One Skype. of them is like um, Umla or... Then now, see, Umla. John Lithgow, people are remembering these, Robert. Did you find one of the 1010? It was 1010-220. We're getting a lot of... Uh, and if you dial 1-800-COLLECT, you can save a freaking dollar. KOP Joe says. So a lot of people remember these. And we're not talking about in the 40s and 50s. We're talking about like in the 80s. Oh, here's these George were... Carl- Carlin with a 1010-220. Oh, I want to hear that one. I don't, yeah, play that one. I want to hear the Terry Bradshaw one because those were well, pretty let me fun. See if I can, hold on, hold on. See if you can on. find George Carlin pimping. Was he doing find... a bit in a comedy routine or was he actually... I don't know. All it says is 1010-220 George Carlin. So let's let's, go, to the, let's it... go to the tape here. I want to hear my boy George Carlin. God, I miss him. Uh, first, I have to unmute and then go. Hey, do you ever notice sometimes on your phone bill it says payment received, thank you? Well, what are they thanking you for? You didn't send them the money out of the goodness of your heart. You did it because you don't want to communicate with drums and carrier pigeons for the rest of your life. Hey, if there's any thanking to be done, it's you who ought to be thankful for 1010-220. When you dial 1010-220, you pay only 99 cents for all calls up to 20 minutes and just 10 cents a minute after that. Oh. Any time, any day. It's a good deal. Someday you'll thank me. <laughs> there you have it. I that didn't know a... George did one of yeah. those. Because I, you know, I saw the sports stars. And obviously, George Carlin, I got to know him at the end of his career, and it was great. And it's one of the highlights Let's of see. all the people I've met. George Carlin was, to me, the one that I'll, I'll never, ever, ever yeah. forget. That was very special. But wow, there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, the whole, everybody Christopher was Christopher Lloyd, uh, Dennis Miller. Let's see if I can it find It was the rage. Name. It was sort of like now Hulu has free sports. Alf? Alf? Alf did one too. Alf did one here. Do we, oh, and this is with Terry Bradshaw. It's Alf and Terry. Oh, Bradshaw. Alf and Terry Bradshaw. On, Let's let me... go back to the tape. This is good. This is good shit, man. 
You're not getting this on any other show, Let's are see. you? How do we even get to this? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, Carrie. What is it, Al? This buffet has no worms. It's, it's uncivilized. Well, then try something else. Oh, hey. Not my dollar, you overgrown throw rug. I thought a dollar had no value. Well, it does if you dial 10, 10, 2, 20. All calls up to 20 minutes or 99 cents. Get out of town. Yeah, and 7 cents a minute after 20. All right, no dollars. Got any cats? No. Furball. Jealous? Dial 10, 10, 2, 20. We need to bring that back. Now we dial 10, 10, 4, 20, and then they, set, they bring weed right to your house. I think oh, Yelp. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Grubhub or Weed Hub. We got to have home delivery of weed. That's not far away, oh, is it, Robin? I I can guarantee you that they already have that. There's no way that they don't. Dude, 10, 10, See, that's that's the kind of fringe knowledge that we bring to the table on the show. And I don't even know how we got into that. How did I transition into that from the NBA Finals and the St. Louis Blues and the Stanley Cup Finals? It was something about 10, 10, and then you said, wasn't there 10, 10, 10, and then... It went on. Tony, how do you go from anything to anything? Yeah, but usually when I go to something, I remember the origins of it and then go back to what I was originally talking about. It all comes back to me. I did not it's take my Adderall today, so that's probably... Me. Dean says his dealer makes house calls. I mentioned the Draymond 1010. Oh, that's where it was. Thank you. Thank you. KOP Joe. Draymond's triple-double. 10, 10, 10. As I was breaking it down, thank you for remembering things that I don't remember. Oh, by the way, and neither does Robin remember now. I, yeah, I didn't you can rip me. I didn't take my take Adderall Take the damn today, Adderall so. now. <laughs> Draymond Green, 10 points, I'm 10 rebounds, it. 10 assists. <laughs> damn. So, again, that's how the show works. See, I give a really line 10, 10, 10. There was no plan to talk about the 10, 10, 200 lines. We're any of those lines. Tony, we're real trouble because I did not take my Adderall today. That means that not only are you suffering from ADD, which you always do yes. because you refuse to take any medication. I'm on medication. But if I do it as well, we are going to be in for so much trouble today. Good God. Well, it is the last day of May. It's freaky free-for-all Friday. It's National Smile Day, too. It's got to be sponsored by some dental uh, implant. It should place, be right? sponsored by the Tony Bruno Show. Every day we smile on the show. We make you laugh. We 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 are making National Smile Day happen every exactly. day here. Exactly. That's what this show's about. We get to the serious stuff. We talk about sports. We talk about the things that matter. We'll get into the spelling bee in a second. Of course, we got the NHL. We've got some Godzilla starts today. We have divine intervention. Divine intervention stories. We've got a Jaws update for you because just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, what happens? You know what happens, Robin. It's happening again already. Mm -hmm. Not even June yet. We got shark action out there. Oh yes, we, we got do. video too. We we have. This is this is like. Like I said, it's the Monster Mash on the sports radio show today. Exactly. Because we Not go, the Sports Smash, we which have we used Raptors, to do. We have Raptors. We have Raptors in the, uh, obviously, right? in Toronto. Which is like the, and they have the Jurassic Park. It, is that front? not the greatest it's name perfect. for an outdoor venue? It is When your team is the Raptors perfect. and your outdoor, instead mm -hmm. of calling it Xfinity Live, yeah. you're calling it Jurassic freaking Park, man. So awesome. How do they not, how do the Guardians of the Galaxy go, not go out? Not the Guardians, the guys who went to Jurassic Park. I don't know. And what then the reboots of Jurassic yeah. Park. And the dude who was in the original Jurassic Parks. 
The tall Jewish dude with the glasses. Uh, Independence Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I just asked you about him the other day. Um, Actually, we don't have shark action. They've folded like a cheap suit. You're wrong about that, Dean, and that's a unnecessary There's still one shot. shark, one shark that has not been corralled, and we will show exactly. him to you. Exactly. Um, so we have, and then we have the Godzilla movie that opened today. Yeah, it's like the big, and I, I you know me, I'm, Godzilla! I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a humongous Godzilla fan. I've seen every crappy. There he is, man. One of my favorite sounds of all time. I once met a woman who sounded like that. Oh, good. And then I went and immediately found an old uh, Japanese Godzilla Mothra movie. Put it on. Man, was that a hot night. <laughs> so the latest Godzilla reboot is at the theaters. We'll get into that. Yes. And, and then so, I'll give you my opinion. I haven't seen it yet. And then we so have I, the, the new Gator movie that's going to be coming. Yes, that's right. It's called. And I have uh, a Gator update. We have a Gator update. We got a shark update. We got a Godzilla update. It we, seems it's a monster mash. A Friday it is a monster mash. Yeah. Are we going to have to play Bobby Boris Pickett doing the monster mash song? The monster mash. It was that a one? graveyard smash. Meanwhile, let's get down to the spelling bee, Robin. Ah. Because last night, what are the one of the things that people complain about all the time in sports? They're starting these games so late and during the week and people have to go to work. So the NBA game starts at 9 o'clock Eastern time last night because they, you know, they don't want to start it earlier than 6 on the West Coast because Warrior fans and people on the West Coast in Pacific time, you know, they're not even getting home from work and the game's already on. Right. So it starts at 6, which means it starts at 9 here and people complain that it's too late here, but they got to remember that the teams on the West Coast and the fans on the West Coast aren't going to be watching games at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not fair. The, the, the primetime audience has. And even 6 o'clock is not primetime on the no. West Coast. But that's what the fans have to... Con now, in football season, living there for 11 years, it was great seeing the game start at 10 a.m. I loved NFL games starting at 10 a.m. Because then by 4 in the afternoon, the games were over until the Sunday night game. And you can go out and find a couple of chicks on Venice Beach, bring them back to the place, make a little barbecue, get some wine open. And then if the if a Sunday night game sucked... You just turned it off, mm -hmm. but you already watched all of the NFL yeah. action. But when it comes really to like basketball, it. and remember, basketball season, here we are in June. A lot of kids are graduating, so a lot of kids are already out of school, but most of them aren't. College kids are graduating. Now we're in the graduation season. And so 9 o'clock starts on the East Coast. People complain, especially baseball, or you get a rain delay like the mm -hmm. Phillies and a lot of teams have had, and you start the game at, at 8.30, 9 o'clock, and before you know it, it's midnight. So the big argument is, we can't have games after ending after midnight. Well, guess what we had last night? The NBA Finals game ended before midnight. You know what didn't end before midnight? The stinking spelling bee. Yep. It went to 12.05 a.m. Yes, it did. And the entire nation was outraged that this thing not only went past midnight, but it had eight champions now, I didn't even see the they're ending calling, of it. They're, they calling, they're the calling Octo Mama, is she involved in this? The Octo Champs. The Octo Champs. The Octo Champs, that's self-coined. Are these kids just too smart, or are these words just too stupid for these kids? Because well, obviously they're getting everything. These kids are amazing. I have two different videos. Uh, one is, I'm just going to play a clip of, because I don't think we want to watch six minutes of the every single finalist. Because there's eight of them, so it takes a while for them to get through the entire thing. I don't think we want to no, watch we don't six have, months. Nobody got time. But I'm going to start I mean, off, nobody. and I love, um, I love how on here they they put um, the the 
for example, they put Rishik Gandashi, age 13, seventh grade, second B, hometown, San Jose, California, plays saxophone. Dude. Likes nice long walks on the beach. Well, you know that kind of, But what they Wait don't put... He gets a, out to go on walks no, on the beach? He, I, I just oh, you just made that up. But, unless they have like a fake beach backdrop in his basement while he's studying <laughs> and know. being homeschooled. But that's the thing. <laughs> what they need to put down there is they should have... Because I didn't do research on every single finalist. They need to put down whether they were homeschooled or not and what school they go I, to. I think it's they, pretty much assumed now. I agree, but it's not necessarily the and case. And I hate the stereotype, but, you know, Indian children... Winning the spelling bees is like Kenyans winning a marathon. Yes. I mean, they own it. They're, they own We really should play that song, One of These Things Does Not Look Like the Other, because there's one person. There was stands, one person who was who's, not? Who stands out. And let me let me just play this video. Uh, let's will, go to the she, tape She now. comes up in number two. She's the second person. So you, you will see. <laughs> I want to see this. Can I have all the information? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, wait, before this, let me just, so this is the final, the 20th round. It took them three hours in the final round. Could you imagine a hockey shootout, a hockey overtime going that long? That's like a five hour, that's like a five, five extra period, sudden death hockey playoff game. It is nuts. So anyway, that, I just wanted to make sure that everybody (laughs) knew that by the time you get to this, this is in the, this is the final 20th in the third hour round that consists of two German elements. It means the final sound in a word or syllable. The speller deftly ignored my hilarious sentence and focused with razor precision on the Auslaut of her word. Deftly. Auslaut. 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 I know. Can you repeat the origin? What's with it's the German? Made up of two German elements. What's the German Auslaut. Auslaut. We have, that's why it's called a Germanic a- language, English. U- S- L- huh, go figure. A- mm-hmm. U- what about umlauts? T- Do they have any of those? No. You are what about correct. omelets after when they got done with like a diner? Omelets. Congratulations, Rishik Gundesri. Now, Aaron Howard. Now, this is, this is the one girl who it's stands great out. To be here. <laughs> is this Aaron? Yes, this is Aaron. Aaron? Okay. <laughs> but her reaction. Erisipolis. Erisipolis. Can I have the definition? Oh, I had some of that, and then I could, luckily I had the, the medication. It's, it's so funny when you. So her little dance that she just did, she knows the word, and she's just making sure that it's the word she thinks it is. What's the syphilis again? Caused by a hemolytic streptococcus. Oh, streptococcus. Erisipolis. Can I have the definition? Wait, the origin, please. Greek. It's all Greek to me. That's how you get it. Erisipolis. Erisipolis. Even the Kardashians can't spell this word. Erisipolis. (laughs) Erisipolis. E-R-Y-S-I-P-E-L-A-S. Erisipolis. Erisipolis. Now, now the thing that's really funny, I'm going to turn this down while we're talking. But um, Wait a minute, so they're asking kids about umulots and oh, syphilises and gonorrhea. Well, you have to use it in the correct sentence, well, Tony I mean, Bruno. But the thing that's really funny is that every single, they have different techniques on how to spell it out. So she obviously types. So you can see her typing. She's typing? Yeah, so she puts her hands in front of her, and then she... But there's like, no board there, no. so she's actually pretending that And then there's another girl that actually, she writes it on her hand. Oh. So it's, it's interesting Man. how each one, like this girl right here is writing it the, on the, her the clearer the cream. G- mm-hmm. What? G- I- 
What? So let's skip So this. wait a minute. So eight kids in a row, because again, I didn't see the final. And then right. by the time I was done, I didn't have time to go back and read. We hashed right. this. So I know now, eight kids tied. Correct. So each kid comes up, and, and, then, then, and that kid's declared a champion after they get a word right? Uh, yeah, everyone, they all know that if they got this right, they were all going to be champions. Wow. So here's the end. Everybody has spelled everything correctly. Spellers that for three and a half hours took the best punch the dictionary had to throw at them. And this is the night, Paul Leffler, that the kids won the spelling bee. <laughs> eight is enough, baby. No, eight is too much. Now get this. So instead of splitting the $50,000, they each get $50,000. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they can buy their way out of mom's basement and get the hell out in the sun for a couple of months. Cheapers. Now, last but not least, before we go, um, yes. this. so they were interviewed this morning. <laughs> on, on Good Morning. Well, on, ABC has it. Right. ESPN and ABC have it. And that's where they and air. I and I remember having Robin Roberts on my show, who used to host the Spelling Bee. Yeah. You know Robin Roberts right, from right, Good right. Morning America. She's one of my great friends from back of the ESPN days. But I think Oprah came on. The best part was when Oprah came on at the end. Did you see this, Robin? No. This, I caught this part. Everybody in the audience, now listen to me carefully, is being given a special package, and I don't want you to open it. Do not open it. This is what they did to the kids last night. Do not open until I tell you. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. Oh, what's in the Two, box? Three. What's in the fucking box? Speaking of which, we have a what's in the box segment. I know we do, but wait, Rob. You get a car. You get a spelling bee. You get a dictionary. You get a thesaurus. And you get one. Now here, You get a participation medal. Here is on Good Morning America. Because if they had split today, the 50, on the Today If they had split the 50 grand, yeah, no, they wouldn't have who would that have been after taxes? I know. These kids couldn't, these kids couldn't even get like a, a brand new iPhone with their, with their piece of the action. I know. So that's like $1,000... So ten grand a piece, obviously, it would be like what seven, seven eighths or it would have been like seven thousand dollars. Seven sevens or forty eight, right? Yeah. So it'd be like just over seven thousand dollars each pre tax. Totally not worth it for all of this shit. You're gonna get dropped seven grand. No. So you're gonna get each, seven thousand dollars. Become here, a great speller. This How is a great. This is a good question. We all need to know this. Develop the, these. Skills. I want to learn this now. Well, I've been doing this since I was in second grade. Um, that's when I was really introduced to the whole idea of the, there being a national spelling bee. And I think that that was the year when I decided I wanted to become a great speller. So I've just worked hard and studied for the past six years. And starting in March every year after I win my state bee, I do at least 25 hours a week of, of study and practice. 25 so hours a week. It just takes a lot of hard work, yeah. Talking about um, I know practice, all of you man. can hear me. I want to ask you a question and, and give me a show of hands here. Um, eight co-champions, would you guys have preferred to continue going? Yes. Raise your hand if you would have preferred to continue until there were just two or three champions. A few more rounds. Show of hands. How many did it? Not one single one of them. Wow. Okay. I don't blame these kids. <laughs> Three and a half so, hours. So um, that was that was it. You you didn't want to continue. These going. kids are soft. Why? Yeah, it was getting pretty late for all of us. Yeah. Then we were all sleepy, and then also we all like wanted to win together. It wasn't like something where we were all like competing 
with with each other we were competing. Eighty seven fifty uncompetitive little bitches. That's non competitive little bitches to you, Robin. He's I'm I'm quoting I know, I'm just correcting. well on the stage, yeah, but then we went back to our rooms because we were really tired. Well, Pastor, uh, congratulations, soft. guys. Job well done. Um, again, all of you walking away with that $50,000 scholarship. Uh, well deserved. Thank you. I hate to do it to those kids, man. There you have it. Not one kid raised Not their hand. one single it's one. Like, you know why? Because they all got 50 grand. It's all like getting a participation trophy. If they, I bet you if they said, hey... You're only you have to split the fifty grand, and you're getting seven thousand dollars and change each. Then they said they would have said. Of okay, course, they would have yeah. been. Would it have been too late then? And again, I hate to rip kids. I love kids. I have three kids. They're adults now. But after midnight, and then these kids are saying, "Tell me if I'm wrong here. If they had had to split the fifty grand, they would have had a different ways, would any of them raise their hands if the dude on the guy that's with the gravelly voice there sounds like he gargled with razor blades on Good Morning America? Who Actually, is that brother? It was Today Show. It was a Today oh, that's show. a Today Show brother. Today Show. I don't know his name though, but he's got that really. I have to like clear my throat when I hear him talk like that. I thought they went on uh, Good Morning America. I was wrong. Oh, Robin, I have to give you one of those too. Yep. One of our friend, one of our friends, Chrissy, on Twitter last night was saying, "Why is this thing on?" A sports channel. And I said, well, because the learning channel, where it should be on, doesn't have any learning no. stuff on anymore. It's all soap operas and all these stupid reality shows. Remember when the learning channel started? TLC. It yeah. stood for the learning channel. Yeah, people don't even remember that anymore. Of course not. When was the last time you learned anything other than how to poop out a baby on the toilet when you're a 14-year-old kid? Isn't that what those shows are? When you're 16 and pregnant? and Yeah, uh, or I was pregnant and I didn't even know it. Exactly right. You know what they should have played at the end of that uh, tie last night? Eight-way tie. Trevor from the 203 <laughs> says they remember trading spaces on TLC. I loved trading spaces. And yeah, they, but that, that that's was learning. Still, no, but that's not really what it was. I guess I guess you can call it DIY learning. Yeah, you, that was DIY but like, learning. I learned a lot of stuff from that. and pregnant and 60-day, uh, 30-minute fiancé and all these other stupid shows. What are you learning from there, really? What are you learning? That's what I want to know. I don't know. That's what they should have said to those stinking kids at midnight. At midnight, that Run! should have gone off. Godzilla should have busted in right there. Started shooting fire at those kids. Get light a fire under their asses. This has got to be. Am I wrong here? Does this have to be fixed? Will you watch another Scripps Howard Spelling Bee because of an eight-way tie? They've had ties, you know, before. That's why one of the prop bets that I gave you the other day was. It, you know, it's not. It, but they, they only multiple, predicted a two-way tie. I know they did, but there have been ties over the last few years. Where the hell is Bud Sealing when we need him most to come up with some sort of tiebreaker? Shootouts. Have the kid give the kids a hockey stick. Let them go out there and see if they can break a plate on TV after midnight. That would be more entertaining. Giving them stupid words and having them repeat, ask the question a million times. And what's up with all the German words? See, this is how this is how I think that they should do it. <laughs> um, each word, because there's some words that are easier than other words. They should be ranked in order of one through ten. So, sort of like like when you have Scrabble points, 
Tony, pay attention. I'm, loved, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm loving all the tiebreaker ideas so, now. So instead, like there's like Scrabble points kind of. So mm-hmm. each word has a ranking. Right. And then when you go up, you say, I want a 10-word word or a 10-point nah, word. No, that's or an bullshit. Eight. No, and then at they the should end, have, They should hand them controllers up. and have them play World of Warcraft. And see who can get the most kill shots. Tony, bear with me. These kids are in the basement anyway. Instead of just worrying about spelling words, give them a video game. Give them a new World of Warcraft and give them an AK and see how many people they can kill. I know that that math is hard for you, but bear with me for a second. Go right ahead. I'm sorry. So when they choose, if they choose a harder word, it's worth more points, but they have a higher chance of getting it wrong. See what I mean? But then you have kids crying after midnight. Hey, they just... You heard these kids. They're soft. They said, it was getting late. We were getting tired. And I had to go I'm home. telling you, my idea is a great idea because then they would have to figure out math in their head and spell correctly at the same time, and they would be gambling. Wait a minute. I have it right here, ladies and gentlemen. We have an answer. See, that's what's the greatest part when we combine the millions and millions of minds out there listening to the show. We, we, we're here for answers. We're not here to mock kids. Well, we are sometimes. And especially the spelling bee dorks in the homeschooled uh, situation. Here's the answer. They do this on game shows. Why not do it on the spelling bee? Put the kids in one of those soundproof booths. Booth. Bob from Valley Forge. You put the damn kids in a soundproof booth. Okay. And you have them all spell the same damn word. Oh, that would be good. Right? And then they can't hear anything. They're not influenced. Because they hear, you know, they see the other kids doing their thing, and they don't get the same word. Yes. I guarantee you, if all eight kids... Had the same word? In the soundproof booth, you think all eight of them would nail it? I think it would be more difficult, because there were some words that were way easier that, like than others and so there is an unfair advantage for the kids that have easier words or more common words have them spell that's, that's a good one here bully 77 mustang try to have them spell mike shashevsky it would end it right there <laughs> <laughs> or as one of my twitter friends last night pointed out they should have gone with supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Boom. How many kids would have gotten that right? Now, did you know that two New Jersey students were amongst the eight contestants who um, outspelled the dictionary? And you know what's interesting about that? They didn't even have basements in their homes in Jersey because a lot of homes in Jersey don't. So where did they get homeschooled? They well, must have got homeschooled at the kitchen table every day. Let me let me tell you who they were. <laughs> Shruthika Padi of mm-hmm. Cherry Hill and Christopher Serrao of White House Station. And let's see where did well they, one's local the other the other one's North Jersey I think yes uh, I don't know where White House Station is um, I think that's where the guy burned himself on the lawn yesterday oh, look at this Struthika is not a homeschool kid she's not thirteen oh eighth wait a minute grader. this is breaking news yes somebody was in the final eight not the uh, what was the movie about the eight the Shru- the not the awful eight there was a bad movie out oh. the something eight yeah where was that movie. It's ridiculous. Again, no Adderall today. <laughs> Don't ask me. I hate to do it to you, <laughs> um, Dan. Um, Shruthika. The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. Hateful eight yes. That was the movie. You know who was in that movie? Who? Samuel L. Jackson. Of course. Because yeah. he's in every movie. He's in every movie. Okay. <laughs> so Shruthika, 13, eighth grader at Rosa International Middle School. Is that a charter school? And her final word was agulet. Huh? A uniform ornament. A- Aiguillette, aiguillette. Ridiculous, man. 
And then... Um, they weren't the Magnificent Seven. Get this. Yes. Christopher, age 12, seventh grader at Reddington Middle School. Where's that? Another person. So there's not two kids who actually left the home in the last calendar they year? Were, yes, they were not homeschooled. And this was his third B. Um... He had the word cernuous. Cernuous? Cernuous. Not tedious, like this entire bit has a become right now. cernuous <laughs> is a drooping plant. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about any of the other ones, but those are the two that I just found information on. They not were Ocean's not 8. homeschooled. Ocean's 8 was a terrible movie. That was the chick version of Ocean's 11. Uh-huh, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, the no, Magnificent Seven. That's what we call Lily's first litter. Mom, oh, by the way, Lily has left now. She has left. I think the she got bored with the uh, spelling bee crap. Yeah, I don't blame you're her. Talking about. I don't blame her. We can. We the can spelling bee needs to be shot into the sun. I agree, Trevor. Well, and the thing about the spelling bee, I am not a big fan of rote memorization. I'm not either. Because here's the problem with rote memorization. Rote. You mean uh, woke or broke? No, rote. It is rote. a word. Do you know what that Kyle word is? Kyle wrote. Yeah, I remember. He was a great Olympian. No, do you know what Do you know what it means? Rote? No, I don't. W-O-R-R-O-T-E. Yeah, it it's means R- it's, it's mindless memorization. I'm, my, mindless is what this show is about, <laughs> about every day. No, you have a lot of... But rote memorization, unfortunately, usually what it means is as you can remember... your Rote memorization, if you don't use it every single day, eventually it disappears because so basically, it's in short-term yes. memory. Right. It, it, there's the actual me- uh, definition. The Use of memory usually with little intelligence learned by rote. Not Kyle wrote. Let me give Robin a round of applause right there. Thank you. I had heard the word before, but I never really cared about the... uh, The only rote I knew is Kyle wrote. You remember Kyle wrote, Robin? Wrote memorization. Wrote. The word wrote is very applicable in many people's lives today, unfortunately. Um, unintentionally, but it is something... How do you think people pass tests? Like right. they, they give you books for the, uh, for, for the stupid and people, college and tests. Kids, and people memorize it, yeah. and then they forget it shortly thereafter. There's some that sticks around, but most of it goes away. And that's why memorization is really an old way of learning. You because you really don't learn anything. No. You completely forget it. You learn it just for the, for the time being. Yep. And then two, it's like jokes with me. I hear a funny joke, I laugh at it, and then two days later I try to remember it and I don't. Boom. It goes poof. I need to get some more rote. Do they sell that in the uh, herbal medicine stores? Rote. So it's better than woke. I R- think we should say it's rote right now. RG Throne says, I made it to the state belling bee when I was a kid. I was scolded by the school for not practicing before the competition. My mom told them that's an outrage and should be outside playing sports. And my mom was a teacher. That's a good job out of her. You know who Kyle Rote was, though? Spelled the same way. Kyle Rote Jr., He's a retired American soccer player. Gladney, forward. North Carolina, when I was saying wrote, she, uh, goes, can I have the origin? <laughs> <laughs> you wrote that shit down. That's why you remember it. How about that for memorization? You wrote that shit down, which is what these kids are right, doing. Right. They're like air writing or air typing the or, words. Not all of them. Some of them just do blum, 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 blum. They just brought it straight out of their head. But a lot of them have. What's the equivalent? Okay, so in the Netherlands, when you're talking about a way to remember something easier, mm-hmm. it's like a trick to remember something. It's called an ezelsbruggetje. Wow, what? Which means donkey bridge. I ah. saw that in a movie, but I, I don't like those animal movies. But what it, it, what's there. the equivalent in English for that kind of a little trick? Donkey Kong, donkey no, punch. No, uh. I'm sure that it's not a direct translation. <laughs> Is there something that you do... Or, or, or a little like a, a it's it's the equivalent of a trick to remember something easier. I don't know, Robin. I, 
You think I can remember this shit? It's no, it's not a donkey Duh. show. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, help me out. My English is is lacking. Mnemonics? That's not what it's called. No, I don't think it's mnemonics. It's, it's a mnemonic it's play, like a by the way. Is uh, is <laughs> cheat sheets? It's 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 kind of it's it's a word. I know that there's an English equivalent to not Tobin wrote, but I don't know what it is. I'm surprised at the bad soccer knowledge. With Kyle Rote being dropped. He had five caps in the North American Soccer League back in the day. With the United States men national team back in the 70s when Pele and those guys were kicking ass and Franz Beckenbauer. Franz Beckenbauer. Franz Beckenbauer. And Pele. That's some good old school soccer knowledge right there, Robin. All right, enough with that. Although we, Pele was not German. I know he wasn't. I'm saying Franz Beckenbauer was Pelé. I'm yeah. giving you the oh, greats the of the era. Okay, okay. We're going era, not location. What don't you understand, Robin? What don't you f- understand? All right, enough about the spelling bee. I've had enough. I hate those damn kids. Get those kids back in the basement where they belong and get started on next year, kids, okay? I don't want to see any of this overtime bullshit. I don't want to see any eight-way ties. We complain about sports ties, right? We complain. We complain about ties and anything mm-hmm. like soccer. You know, I know the the aggregate they use because nothing, nothing ties still count, and then they give each team a point. And it's bullshit. You always play to win the game, as Herm Edwards say. You play to win the game, and now we live in an era where ties are okay, and eight way ties are okay, and participation trophies are okay. And you can see those kids they wimped out at the end after midnight. We're going to let it all hang out, Three kids. And a half After hours. midnight, you got to let it all hang out. Tony, it was like becoming a cricket match, for God's sake. No, you got to let, you got to play to win the game. Don't you remember? I agree with you, though. You got to play to win I mean, the game. You the wait moment, a whole year for this. There's no redos. You don't come back tomorrow. They don't, they don't say, okay, the so, curfew. They should have had a curfew at midnight. If they couldn't decide the, the six way, eight way tie at midnight, then, then Joe, Joe and- Buck comes in and now says, it's out just midnight in the east, and we'll come. But we'll see you tomorrow night, as his dad said. You do not end at twelve o five a.m. in an unsatisfactory manner. You got to get the five overtimes like hockey does. You got to have these little sons of bitches out there showing the world that they're the future leaders of these countries, and we don't just settle to end because it's after midnight. And I'm tired, and I got to go watch SpongeBob. So what is? I watch SpongeBob, but I'm not in a spelling bee after midnight. So Tony, what would have been okay? Is it okay to have a two-way tie, or no? You, you bring them all. You bring st- it down to the, one at midnight. You got the clock ticking because it's all about you know exciting endings of a game, and the uh-huh. buzzer goes off at midnight. If we don't have a winner by midnight, boom, not game over. We're coming back. It's like they do in golf in some of the major championships. Uh-huh. If it's a tie after eight after seventy-two holes. They come back and play an entire round the next day. I think they do that in the U.S. Open. I There's agree. no, like, extra holes. There's no sudden death. It's you come back and you play the next day. But you should come back and play sudden death. Don't you think it would be more dramatic? Absolutely. If they, if they had these eight kids come back and play it out. To the death. I, all weekend. I mean, it, as long as it takes. 
and then watch them drop one by one. You know what? And watch the sorrow. We should and have watch a- and watch what it feels like to lose. You these kids have to learn how to lose. Like Robin. those old school dancing competitions where you like sleep deprivation, where that movie they kill horses, don't they? You just keep. How about if you just keep and make them going? Doesn't matter if they're sleep deprived. You just until they fall down. OG568 says they need to make them climb Mount Everest. Ugh. Take them up there and say, all right, kids. How crazy is that right now? There's so many people climbing Mount Everest that there are traffic jams, and that's why people are dying. You make these kids stay up all night. You make them binge. Yes. You give them some, you give them some uh, Adderall. <laughs> and you say, kids, to... sorry, you kids. You know, this is, this, is for, uh, this is for the whole mishbuka here, the whole, uh, the whole ball yeah. of wax. We're either going to stay up as long as we need to get this damn thing done, or you little pricks are going to come back tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull it all nighter, baby. Get us through shots. Yes. And then you start giving oh, these kids yes. shots. And you start getting them wasted, and, and then you play. And then the, it's drunk spelling bee. Drunk spelling bee. Yes. You talk about late night pro. Forget about Man, Kimmel. Man, everybody and all, would be tuning in. Forget about Jimmy Kimmel and all these <laughs> limp dick late night fake comedy shows. Have kids getting drunk spelling words after midnight. Yes. I'd be up all night for that. This would I'd be, be up at one, and then at two o'clock you're down to like five. And then the kids are getting weight. And then have them play it's beer the pong. Spelling bee after dark. Do something. <laughs> do something that requires physical skills. Take the physical challenge like they do on Super Sloppy Double Dare. All right. Enough with the words. We know you can all spell. You're too damn good at this. Let's take the physical challenge. And then you take the kids into a game show room. Mm-hmm. And you have them play either video games, do shots, which you can't do because it's not legal. That would be against the law. But drunk spelling be big in college right now, as you yes. know, Robin. This is a nation of wusses, to quote the great Governor Ed Rendell, who wrote a book called We Have Become a Nation of Wusses. Am I wrong here? I'm not about child brutality. There's nothing brutal about this. These kids want to do it. Their parents get them into it. They love it, obviously. Nobody's like, they're not bound and gagged and told, learn this word. They're not sitting in, like, in the scene in Marathon Man where they're having a, a Novocaine injected into their mouth until they can spell the word properly. Remember that scene with Sir Lawrence Olivier and Dustin yes, Hoffman, I Marathon do. Man? It's very disturbing. And he keeps asking him that question, Robin? Yeah, it's disturbing. And then he keeps injecting more Novocaine? That's what those kids should have done. Uh, how about this one? Make them assemble an Ikea bookshelf. Now that's a good one right there. There's I, a lot of go- I would excel. Man, I go whip those suckers out, no problem. Make them assemble an Ikea bookshelf. I guarantee you these kids wouldn't even know how to assemble a bookshelf. Even with the directions there that don't have any words. They don't even need to have words on that. Because you know the Ikea, the Ikea instructions just have pictures. They don't even have to worry about reading. All they got to do is look at the pictures and then put the damn thing together. These are brilliant suggestions. Yes, it is. Now, Tony. Brilliant successes. I don't know. You, you, you're the one that brought this up. <laughs> Make them change a flat tire in the parking lot. <laughs> Here you go, Tony. Go this is everybody's nightmare. <laughs> Dentist. Oh, here it is. 
Christian Schnell. Oh, I love this movie. That hurt? Uh-huh. No. I should think it would. Should take better care of your teeth. You have a, a ca- quite a cavity here. Mm-hmm. Is it safe? Is this Beto O'Rourke and his dentist again? Is it safe? You think he knows? Of course he knows he's being very stubborn. Is it safe? No. No. Smell it again. Huh? Oh, yeah, there you go. Spell it again. Is it not remarkable? I am not giving you the Simple origin. Spell it. How amazing the results. Uh, oil of clove. I Life had some. Life can't be that simple. Relief, discomfort. You get discomfort. Which of these I next apply? That decision is in your hands. Wow. So, take your time. <laughs> Tell me. Is it safe? The word is... What's the final word, Tony? I. God, I love that movie. Ugh, why would you love that movie? Other than to reinforce everybody's nightmare of going to the dentist. Although I've never, I have not been scared of dentists. No, I'm not either. I, I've been going so many times. I, I, I inject my own Novocaine now. Ugh. I used to hate it. Now I just say, hey, doc, let me hold that thing right there. You got to swab it first with the numbing solution on the gum, and then you stick the needle in. <laughs> Bully 77, drunk spelling bee. I lettered in that in college. <laughs> <laughs> the winning word is, now imagine if they asked the young ladies there, vagina, and then uh, the little girl says, can you put that in the form of a sentence, please? <laughs> what did your mommy wear on her head when she went out at the last protest march every single Saturday for the last two and a half years? Can you uh, give me a... Uh, can you uh, put that in now? The hat. It's a hat. It's a hat. Vagina hat. Yes, I, I, we you did. Got, do I, 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 I'm just we, trying to... Yeah. yeah, but see, there it is. There it is, folks. That's Tony not on Adderall. What do you mean? I'm giving you words. Somebody pointed it out. I didn't say that. That was Trevor. It says my winning word would be vagina. But then you made it into a hat. Well, well, I'm trying to give the kids, if it's the kids like, don't know, you think the kids have looked up the word vagina? Yes. They're answering all these words in different foreign countries. They have memorized the entire freaking dictionary. You think these Tony. kids have know what a vagina is? Seriously. Yes, because they know the definition, because they looked it up in the dictionary. Hello? Wow, wow. That's how the dictionary works. <laughs> They've learned the dictionary. They've uh, learned the encyclopedia. They've learned the thesaurus. They've learned it all. They've memorized it. And it's all stuff that they'll never, ever use. It's like getting a bachelor's degree in liberal arts. It's something that you'll, you have no purpose in life with that degree. I can't believe that we've talked for half an hour about the spelling bee. Hey, it's one of the big, it's a big deal. It is. It I mean, is. We know what happened in the NBA finals. <sighs> the spelling bee went deep into the night. Can you imagine the spelling bee ending later than an NBA playoff game or a hockey playoff game? It's unheard of in this country. This is child abuse. There should be a congressional investigation of the spelling bee and whether or not this is cruel and inhumane torture of the young minds of America. D. Conrad, what the hell is going on here? I agree. Hey, speaking of uh, 
what the hell is going on here. Look at what we have. <laughs> we have a we have a package today. I know. We're going to have to do a... Oh, what's in the box? It's not really a box, though. Can we play what's in the box if we got a prime uh, package now? Um, I think we can, but even better, I found this, which I think that we should make our special... Uh, anytime we get some special mail from... from uh, one of our listeners? One of our listeners. Yes, because we, we have the Amazon wish list yes. on our Twitch page, and you know how to do it. Even my son, AJ, now says he learned how to get in it today. Oh. Of course, he's, not, he's, a, he's like a computer geek for the government, and he just finally learned how to get into his phone so on the him. damn Twitch app. I mean, seriously, man. Very proud of him. But here, I told him to just hit Control Alt Delete and reboot the reboot. phone. Re reboot the phone. Well, there are some people that are having problems, and I'm I'm hoping that our one of my major biggest fan, Mickey Delaney, figures out how to do it. Yes. Because uh, he's still over on Facebook, kind of lost. So if there's anybody that is that can go onto Facebook who knows who I'm talking about, if they can help him, that would be fantastic. Exactly. Okay, but call this, the Geek Squad over yeah. at Best Buy. They'll come over. By the way. Uh, KLP Joe, those kids are juicing. One of the kids, I believe, later on, Juiced? he was. They were drug yeah. tested this morning after they went on the Today Show, and one was caught with extra nutrients in his Capri Sun, and I believe one will be eliminated later on today. Well, Tony, this is this is the the music that I believe that we should play every time somebody sends us something from our Amazon wish list. Don't know what's in here yet, but here. So Melta. Melta. Is that from Winnie the Pooh? Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. How perfect is that? I'm waiting for female time myself. Blues Clues. I don't. I never watched Blues you know, Clues. Oh, my no. kids love that. I'm so. a big blues guy, but I didn't watch Blues Clues. My kids were growing up by then. I'm going to. I'm going to open this up now, Tony. Oh, what's in the box? You going to use the scissors, or you got as a? No, I think it's it's one of those things where I can open it up without. It's an Amazon Prime envelope now. Yeah. And by the way, our great. You know who delivered that today, right? Who delivered it? Our oh, blonde her? UPS lady. We love her. She she's so she's running. She's always on the move. She doesn't stop for a second. I know she's like she's like a quarterback. Boom. Do they get paid by the package delivery? Or, because she's just incredible. Tear at perforation. All right, let's see. What's in the fucking box? We're gonna find out in a second. Calm down. Robin's opened it up. There's a box inside there now. Wait, she opened up the Amazon Prime package label. It's got oh, the smiley. The this is from the fabulous D. Conrad Elvis. No! Oh, my boy. David Conrad out in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. This is so awesome. Do you know what this is, Tony? You have no idea. <laughs> looks like a portable electronic. Is that a vibrator? A no, extra wide one? It is an Elgato, Elgato. video. Um, it, it allows me to hook two different computers up and stream out of one of them. Two chicks at the same time. Does it allow that too? This is absolutely. Let me amazing. see. Hold it up to the camera, Rob, and I want to see it. Did oh, you? Yeah. Is that you had that on the Amazon wish that list? That is on the Amazon wish El Gato. list. El Gato. El Gato. Isn't he part of the Medellin cartel? That's El Guapo. So there it is. Mm. Awesome. This is so fantastic. It's Twitch approved, even on the back. Look, yeah, it says Twitch, YouTube approved. I am very, very excited. I can't even thank you enough. It's got 1080p. 60 capture, USB 3.0 interface, and instant game view. Stream and record instantly. Yes. 
I got to thank you. By the way, you know David Conrad is an yeah. insurance guy out in Las Correct. Vegas. And if I ever need insurance when I'm in Vegas, not when I'm at the crap table and they say insurance think, when you get down, to, when you get, I mean, at Blackjack when they say insurance. Can we buy insurance from him from here or does I don't it know. have to be? I don't know if he's, we should he, find he may out. not be licensed in your state, Robin. <laughs> is he licensed in your I'm state? I'm not licensed in the state of Alabama, but. <laughs> or in the state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Switcher. That's what this is, right? Yeah, no. So now, what would you call this, Robin? It is a um, game capture. It is a video capture card, external video capture card. Ew. So that means that if I, I can plug Can it- you get like a porn, like on those TV shows that are like scrambled? The, uh, what do you call those channels no. where they have the late night porn? No. And you just plug this in and it descrambles it or unscrambles it? No, oh, Tony. Shit. What that's... good is this then? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just, thank you, David. That's awesome, man. It is absolutely fantastic. I can't even thank you enough. Robin so. is a sort of a tech geek. She's becoming more and more geeky every day. I, I am. I'm, I'm a nerd. I am nerd. a nerd. 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 Nerds on parade. So this is very, very exciting. Awesome. Now, you're not going to spend like the next 12 hours trying yes. to install that thing, right? Robin's yes. down here 15 hours a day. I'm upstairs watching sports, and then I'm watching. I didn't watch the spelling bee because I didn't even realize it was. I didn't. You know how I knew the spelling bee was over? I got all kinds of Twitter notifications. It's 12.05, and the, and the spelling bee ended at five minutes after midnight. So exciting. Cheapers. I love toys. We got a whole box of them, Robin. Not no, those. those. That box is gone. Remember, we gave all the yeah, we Robin's box stuff away. We're the givers. Uh, Bully77 Mustang, can I access your wish list from Twitch on my smartphone? Yes, you can, Bully77 So if you go to our Twitch page, if it's you, in there, right? It says there's an Amazon wish list. Wait, so if you're on your cell phone, if you're on the mobile app, and you're watching the video, underneath, I believe one of the options that you can click on is info. When you go to info, then it'll have like the schedule of when we're on, uh, the countdown clock, about us. Also, it'll have the Amazon wish list. Exactly. And what we have on there is not like Robin needs a new pair of underwear or Tony needs a new pair Although, of Air Jordans. Although, you know, I might put those on there too. No, nah, I don't, don't put them on there. Every it's, now and then. You go buy them every, every day yourself. So you don't need... No, men, you have, should not have men buying you underwear. I don't even buy you underwear. Why not, by the way? Because well. I think, now, if I see something nice, you know, we're in the store together, uh-huh. I'll have you go in and try it on in that really filthy, <laughs> you know, like we're in Walmart and you're going to try on a nice thong. Victoria's Secret is not, they have very, very nice room, dressing rooms. And then they lock the door behind you. I usually go into the, where, Robin and I go in and we try on clothes together. KOP Joe, you know what? <laughs> I am not selling you underwear right now. However, you should be, Robin. I mean, if we don't on. have enough sponsors, you know, if we don't get sponsors soon, I might resort to that. You know, I need to get my, I need to be able to buy some more of these tech toys somehow, Tony. Yeah, well, so back to the tw- the uh, the wish list. It's not like a wedding gift list. It's not a wedding registry, but it's things that we need. It's not things that we want. Right. It's things that we need. Well, there's also some things on there that that. Like, for example, it's for the show. You, it's to make d- the show better. Right. It's a, there are various things to make the show better, including if somebody wanted to have a, a Bob Ross segment, a Tony Bruno Bob Ross segment, then um, we would borrow somebody's. Uh, maybe you can get an Afro wig. I can get an Afro wig. Which okay. Cheap. Get an Afro wig, and you would do a Bob Ross special segment. And, I'll, and I used yeah. to have all I used to have everything. I used to have the knives, I used to have all the brushes. I lost those in the divorce, too. 
I mean, how do I not get my own brushes, my own Bob that Ross easel? Outrage. I had the easel. Now yeah. I'm going to have to go, you know what I need? I'm going to need a gift card to Michael's or Hobby Lobby, which we don't have here. But there's a lot of, most of the things that are on there, though, are technical things for the show. Like, um, and, and here's another thing. You don't have to buy it from Amazon Wishlist. It's just that those are the things that are on there. Right. If, if, for example, I really could use another laptop. If you happen to have a secondary laptop around that you're not using, please let me know. I can take it off your hands. Beautiful. I'm breaking news right now. What's that? Back to the Walt Whitman birthday today. 200 years ago today, Walt Whitman was born on May 31st, 1819, up in New York. But he was once a baseball beat reporter. Did you know this? According to John Thorne on Twitter, forwarded to me by Leslie and Fort Lee, Walt Whitman covered a baseball game in June of 1858. Of course, it was a Yankees-Red Sox game because he was just like the rest of the media. They're the only two teams they pay attention to. I would believe he was on the original ESPN Monday Night Baseball, yes. and it was Yankees-Red Sox in that one game that Walt Whitman covered in June of When you still had to, like, turn to exactly. be able to see the video like exactly. that. Exactly. And no, there's no Walt Whitman candles. Dean says, oh, my God, one more Walt Whitman update. I'm jumping off. Give me a break. It's his birthday. Two. We got a bridge. 200. Where were you 200 years ago? By the way, there's also, today was also a big anniversary. On this date, May 31st, 1976, here in Philadelphia, was the Bicentennial. My. But the actual event happened on May 31st, Memorial Day weekend, back in 1972. It was the second year of the Veterans Stadium existence, because Veterans Stadium opened in 1971. In 1972, to get the city all juiced up in the entire country because it was the nation's bicentennial, but Philadelphia was obviously the epicenter mm -hmm. of the bicentennial. And Carl Walenda. Kind of like an earthquake. Exactly. Carl Walenda. You remember the original Carl Walenda? Yes. He actually did a tightrope walk across. across the top of Veteran Stadium from one end to the other with no windows and no doors. The Flying Walendas. Remember, he was the patriarch of the Walendas. And he did it. And I remember being there. And he had the long beam and stuff. And he uh -huh. walked across the entire upper tier of a baseball stadium. Have you ever tried to tightrope? Hell no. I can't even do it like one foot off the ground. That's true. You aren't extremely... I could do it if I practiced. You don't have very good balance. Yes, I do have good balance, Robin. I have good... What are you talking about? I don't have good balance. What the hell's wrong with you? That's an insult. God forbid. That used to be a big deal back in the day. Tight raw. You know, and, now, and then one of his great, great, great grandchildren, the guy who wanted to run across uh, Niagara Falls... Right. Which is, he's one of the Walendas. Yes. What's his name? I can't think of it. The uh, younger one. And they used to televise these things. And remember, they did it on ABC Live one night across. Uh, and yeah. then they wouldn't allow him to do it without a tether rope. Correct. Because they didn't want people seeing him dying right. and falling into the Except mist. Except the tether rope actually made it more difficult for him. Because, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the first time he did it, they forced him to wear protective stuff so that if he fell off, he wouldn't be dying on live TV. Oh, he'd be dying on a 10-second delay. But the ratings, oh, my God. And then people would do it between games of doubleheaders. Mm -hmm. And so all that crap. There was Kite Man. It was a guy in Philly back you know in the day. Kite, remember Kite Man? He would actually go to the top of the stadium, and there'd be a ramp, like, all the way at the highest level. And it was a guy. He wasn't parachuting in. He actually had this the, the, the kite on him. Uh -huh. And he would slide down a ramp with skis, 
And then the kite would come down and he would try to glide at the paraglider thing and landed at home plate or at the pitching mound. And the guy crashed a couple of times. And that was the end of Kite Man. All Crazy. these zany, stupid things that they would do at baseball games. And those now people they have, were making all that money when, in reality, the guys that were doing the craziest things were the uh, the skyscraper builders that were doing it exactly. every day without any kind of protection whatsoever. I'm not ripping homeschool, by the way. No, we're actually saying that homeschool kids, my my nephews homeschool. Yeah, I'm not saying, I'm saying that a lot of these kids on the spelling me are homeschooled. Yes. I would rather, listen, most kids would be better off in homeschool yes. than they are going into these stinking no, public I mean, schools they, where they don't learn anything except violence. If you don't have a good school that your children can go to um, in the neighborhood, homeschooling is a much better option. So I, we're not knocking homeschooling. No. I don't, just, I'm not the one who says these kids are homeschooled. Most of them are homeschooled. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we joke about, about people with podcasts in their mom's basement or bloggers. They're just, it's just jokes. I started, I told you, I was the very first human being ever, this is documented, to do a show from my mom's basement. This was back in the 60s, before <laughs> doing stuff in your mom's basement other than playing with yourself, not being caught was a big thing. Little 10-year-old Tony. I was down the basement, no studio. I didn't even have a microphone. Yeah, what did you use? Did you use I a had brush? fakes. I pretended I had... I No, I had a little tape recorder. Because I had a little had cassette hair. tape you recorder. You had hair back then, yeah. so you probably so had So I would pretend brush. I was a, a DJ in my mom's but basement. But what did you use in, in... I don't even remember, Robin. There's no actual pictures of it, which Dad, sucks. Your memory sucks. I was pretending I was on the radio in my mom's basement. That's how I got involved and li loved. I used to listen to the radio, and then I would pretend I was a radio guy. Just like a lot of now people are pretending that they're broadcasters because they have a podcast. Anybody could have a podcast. Swedish Chef 2019 is asking if that babyface Bruno video from the, it was from the basement in the 60s. There's pictures. And he did. He sounded exactly like that when he was 10 years no, old. No, I didn't sound like this when I was 10. <laughs> yes, I sounded like Mike Francesa. You couldn't understand a word I said. Oh, you you had the heavy Philly. Oh, One yeah. of these days. Oh, how can we I find that like album? I didn't know people didn't understand me. But now, you know, if you're Mike Francesa, sounding like you're just a guy off the street selling vegetables in the Italian market is okay on the radio. Now, OG568 says, ever ride a zip line over a jungle canopy? Yes, we did. Why, yes, we yes, did. We oh, I saw a contest today in my email. A which, uh, it's a chance to zip line off the Eiffel Tower. <gasps> Dude. Oh. I'd love to do that. Robin and I did the zip line over the canopies in uh, Costa Rica, right? I about peed my pants the awesome, very first man. time I jumped off, but yes, we did, and it was Amazing! It was even more cool than I thought. It was. It, would be. it was awesome. And I'm not. I'm not fond of heights. I'm not. We had to climb up so many oh. staircases to get up because yes. this is like in this is in the jungle. I mean, it is absolutely nothing but jungle, and you're climbing up all these broken down steps, and you get to the top, and then when you start the zip line, you're way up. You zip line about a quarter mile, and then you land on another platform. And then you. We had four zip lines to get yeah, down. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was, it was man. absolutely unbelievable. I definitely would love to do these zip lines. I didn't even know they did zip lines off the Eiffel Tower. The other one that looks really cool is a zip line in Las Vegas that goes over the main. That's in the old town, yeah. Vegas. That's not on the on the Strip. But it's really cool. And the other thing I wanted to do was jump off the Stratosphere Tower on the control drop, the free fall. Remember we were I don't up know there. If I'd want to do that. I'm not going to do it for a hundred bucks. I'd do it for free. I'm not paying a hundred bucks to jump off the. Uh, I don't know if I would want to like the whole plunging down thing. I don't know. I can do the zip lining because you're. I don't know. 
I that that one that one would be tough. I thought you like when there's plunging well, down involved. When, remember when we <laughs> went we went up there to um it the the plunging down comes from what what's the the, the stratosphere the tower in Vegas. Remember Robin? we went to the stratosphere. There's a there's a level up there that has like a little bar area and then and the glass have, and the glass is the all glass leaning is like, out like the tilts forward slightly and you can lean on it and look down. I I wanted to be able to look over because like I said I'm not afraid of heights but I'm not comfortable with heights so I lean over and all of a sudden I got complete vertigo and I my palms started to sweat and I slid down to the floor and I had to crawl on my hands and knees to be able to look over my heart was pounding really really hard see heights don't bother me at all Uh. Not at all. Yeah, so there's a photograph of us sitting on the f- because I could, I wanted a photograph, but I couldn't get back up again. So Tony and I have a photograph of us sitting on the floor in the stratosphere. I love that. And the same, I did it up in Chicago when I went up to the top of the Sears Tower, which is called the Sears Tower then. And they have the same kind of glass floors where you lean over and you're. And then that, a lot of the casinos now. I know. At they the have Palm the in Vegas, they have the glass yeah. floor. Like, you want, what I haven't done is the one at Grand Canyon. Yeah. Where there's a big. Pat, it's, it's almost like a deck that goes out over the Grand Canyon, and it's all a glass floor. Well, you know, the one in Japan, there's one in Japan as well. Yeah, where it cracks where, when you're walking on yeah, it. Yeah, the, um, the glass is clear, right? but there's also a TV projection thing in there that every now and then will project as if it looks like it's cracking. And the people freak out. <laughs> you yeah, you'll see the videos. They're all over the internet. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, Liberty Place as a platform. That's the big thing now, these glass platforms yeah. and heights that you can go over and look down and see. I- the strip below the one that Palms and Casino. Even, I did that one. They make them where there are swimming pools. Yes. So it's a swimming. You're swimming, and then the bottom of the swimming pool is glass. It's awesome, man. I love that stuff. No, the, the zip line was cool. They didn't have they didn't have the tandem zip line where we went. No, but that would be fun to do to Absolutely. do it together at the same time. I got jungle fever every once in a while. Thank you for asking, Stevie V. I mean, who doesn't? Let's be honest. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the ranch. We have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, from the high-speed gangster wire. I don't mean the good kind of gangsters. I mean the bad gangsters. Ladies and gentlemen, drug kingpin Frank Lucas, the man who was depicted in the movie American Gangster, Uh has died at the age of 88. Notorious Frank Lucas. Not Notorious B.I.G. He wasn't really a gangster. He was a rapper. Speaking of gangsters and mafias, yes. people have asked me how come we call this, uh, when, you, when you subscribe, mm-hmm. you become part of the Bruno Famiglia. Yes. And it's spelled the Italian way, Famiglia. Right. Um, and people have asked why we don't call it the um, Bruno Mafia. And here's why, because I have to make a little, a little, uh, because I'm in label. witness protection no. and, I, and I can't, uh, but I, had I don't want to make a... tip them off that I'm part of the mob. No, here's, this is actually the reason. So I had to make little, uh, the, like little labels that go in front of your name that when you subscribe, you get to have the BF. And then the longer you are in the Bruno Familia, you get like the six month and the one year and the three month or whatever. And mm. your the colors change. So right. right now, most everybody has black because they've, we haven't even been around for three months yet. But I briefly for a second thought about having it instead of Bruno Familia, have it be Bruno Mafia, which right. sounds really cool, but then it would have been BM. Everybody yeah. would have been BM. And you know what happens when you do that. And, and sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Exactly. And, and let me play, I want to play a scene now because I just mentioned you remember the movie American Gangster, right? Denzel. Yes. 
And Frank Lucas, man, he had the not since Howard. I think Howard Eskin stole the whole full length fur coat with the fur matching. Do you fur want me hat to pull look. it up so that people can actually yeah, it, see it's it? Yeah, it's on TMZ. They just started. They just ran it, and of course, there's that great scene in American Gangster, played by Denzel Washington, because uh, Frank Lucas, you know, was a heroin dealer in Harlem back in the '60s and '70s. And he would always talk about cutting out the middleman by buying his stuff directly from Southeast Asia. And then, of course, dr- uh, smuggling the drugs using the coffins of dead U.S. servicemen. Oh, God. That's what the guy did. That's horrible. That's why he was a gangster. I'm not saying this was a good person. I'm saying this is a guy yeah. who was a, you know, was a thug. Okay, so this is, this is Frank Lu- Lucas. And uh, so he passed away at the age of 88. And in the, there's one classic scene with Denzel Washington in the movie. It's on the clip there. Can you play that clip? So he, he's not Italian. Who? Frank Lucas. No, he's a brother. Yeah, I see. And here's, Hello. Here's, Frank Lucas. Does, and not everybody who's in the mafia is, is a white greaseball Italian guy. I get it. I there's get There's Jewish it. guys in the mafia. There's black guys who are gang. I didn't call him mafia. I call him a gangster. I Mafioso apologize. is usually... Re, re, mafioso usually relates to... Correct. Italians love calls on Austria, Sicilian mafia. But there's the Russian mafia. Yeah. There's the Japanese. But they're mafia. not called uh, the mafia. They're not called like Cosa Nostra. Correct. They're called gangsters. So anyway, here's the long, the long coat, the fur coat. No, I want to go to. I want the scene on the street with oh. Denzel who plays oh, the American gangster. Okay, got it. You know what I'm saying? I have it. You got I any blue it. magic later on? We're going to spread some of that out. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. And Carl Klaus von Dulo died. Most important thing in business is honesty. Oops. Hard work. Family. Never forgetting where we came from. Thank you, Sean. See, you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody, or you're nobody. Be right back. Damn right. Great as Denzel. Ooh, I need these fresh. If I come back here and get you, you know what it is. Hey, yo, yes, play that. Yes, sir. I hear you. you. You won't have to come back. There won't be no problem. What about you, Frank? You need anything? Where's my money? Red Top gave you the package. He's supposed to be handing me my money. Here's a jar right here. 20%. Oh, you got the jar? That's right. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Frank. Oh, what you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do, Frank? Huh? What you doing? You gonna shoot me in front of everybody? Huh? Come on. Uh, that would be a yes. There you go. 20%. Damn. That's some old school shit right there. <laughs> there you have it. All right, good. All right, enough about the That's, mob and the mob. So, um, so, yeah. So we're the family, not the mafia. Exactly. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> By the way, Dean writes, I think we were talking hockey before Tony's ADD kicked in, No. Yeah. No, we weren't. I haven't gotten to the hockey segment yet. We were talking spelling bee. 
But I have some breaking news that will once again confirm what I said two weeks ago on this show. Remember when the Jets, Jets fired Jets, their general Jets, manager? Jets, yes. Who did I say was going to be the next general manager of the New York football Jets? You did. Joe Douglas. Remember the name Joe yes, Douglas? Yes, I remember that. Eagles, I, re- uh, I do recall director. that name. Well, guess who's heading into the weekend, this coming weekend, which is starting right now, mm. to be interviewed by the New York Jets. Let me think. Joe Douglas? Uh, you are correct. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. And the New York Daily News is now reporting what I reported to you two weeks ago, with all due respect to the New York Daily News, because they're the New York Daily News. They're not Tony Bruno. What the hell do they know? So the New York Daily News is reporting that the only things that could derail Douglas's hiring would be an unimpressive interview with acting Jets owner Christopher Johnson or Douglas wanting more money than Johnson is willing to pay. No, no, uh, Chris Johnson. Of course, related to Woody Johnson. Not Raymond J. Johnson Jr., who we covered a couple of weeks ago as well. You can call me Ray. Yeah. So they fired Mike McMahon, mechanic again. And Joe Douglas obviously worked with the coach, Adam Gaze, the guy with the weird eyes and the weird looks. Yeah. He looks like the, he's the Adam Schiff of the NFL. He's got those big eyes, and he looks like he's goofy, and you don't know where he's looking. So Douglas, lock. I, I, told, I told you it was a lock. I thought it would happen sooner, but things really travel slowly in the New York Jets world. So Joe Douglas is heading to New York to do an interview. How would he not impress? Are you gonna kid you kidding me? Unless he doesn't impress the New York Jets? Are you kidding me? An empty box of cereal would be impressive to the New York Jets the way they run that shit show up there. It's ridiculous, man. Joe Douglas. It's a big loss for the Eagles. Now, of course. Not Michael Douglas. No, how you know, Howie Roseman runs the show, but Joe Douglas helped him a lot. Joe Douglas helped him get guys in here and helped him with drafts. So that, that's, a, that's a tough loss. But the Eagles, you know, have been a good organization. They find other guys to step in and do the job. So uh, that's probably going to happen this weekend. Now, Demeco215 says, rather Joe Douglas leave for the Jets now as opposed to him leaving for the Giants in a year or two when Dave Gettleman gets blown out of there. Exactly. Now, the other story today in the NFL as these OTAs go on is Nick Foles returned to practice today oh, down in Jacksonville. And uh, talked about it. So we'll, we'll play it. You should play a little bit of that. Nick Foles back at practice and uh, talking about how he's in the healing process. He and his wife, in case you missed it, announced the other day. His wife, Tori, announced on Instagram that they lost their child with a miscarriage after 15 weeks, in the 15 weeks of her pregnancy. And obviously a, de- a devastating news, you know, when you already have a child. Or even if you don't have a child, you're waiting for your first trial- child. And... Uh, it's on, it's on Ben Murphy's site, and actually John Clark has uh, retweeted it, but it's coming from Jacksonville, Ben Murphy TV down there in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he's, a, he's an award-winning reporter down there, so he was there at the news conference today with uh, Nick Foles dressing the media as he returned to practice. He missed, the, obviously, most of this week when finding out uh, that he, he and his wife had lost their 15-week-old child through a miscarriage. So we'll get that to you in a second. Here, I have it right now. All right, let's play. This is Nick Foles today, uh, just not that long ago, addressing the media down in Jacksonville at OTAs. Uh, You know, it's my my wife, uh, you know, talking to her, and, you know, she knows I'm going to get home. You know, she knows how important family is to me, but she also wanted me to be here to be with the team. Um, 
And then obviously right after this, I go shower up, grab some water, cause you know, it's starting to get humid and run home and I'm with my family. Um, but you know, it was really up to her and you know, she wanted me to come here and be with, with the team for a little bit. Um, you know, we have a lot of support. Her mom was in town, my mom's coming in town, uh, helping out. But there is obviously a healing process that she's going through, uh, but you know, that's, that's my wife. You know. So there is. Uh, he's talking about how he was home with his wife, mm -hmm. and now the family's coming. Yep. Tori's a mom, and Nick's parents, his family, are coming down to Jacksonville to comfort them during this loss. And it's, mm -hmm. as you know, and as a lot of people know, listening to the show, have gone through this. It's it's devastating. It is devastating. And at 15 weeks, they lost their child, and they have a young daughter who we saw at the Super Bowl with the mm -hmm. headphones on when he was getting the MVP trophy. And so uh, Nick Foles missed practice, but he said, hey, you know, she told me, his wife, Tori, said, you know, this is your job. Go out there and do it. And then as soon as he goes out and does his thing and gets into shape and runs around and sweats and drinks water, he's going to go back home and be with his family. So that's the latest on training camp stuff or OTAs. Training camp, obviously, not until July. But the actual first session of mandatory mini camps starts next week around mm -hmm. the NFL. And that's when all these guys that we see aren't showing up need to show up. And if they don't show up then, then you know they got a contract issue. Because a lot of players don't show up. A, they don't have to because they're called voluntary. Certainly star players get cut some slack if they don't show up at these OTAs. Like Malcolm Jenkins hasn't been there for the Eagles. And so everybody automatically wonders, wow, is this a contract dispute? He's got a contract. But obviously maybe trying to send a little message. Hey, I'm, I'm one of your most important players. How about taking care of me? He hasn't said that. But if he doesn't show up next week in these... Uh, the official mandatory mini camp that they have, mm -hmm. then you'll see the players. For example, Odell Beckham Jr. has not really been showing up with the Cleveland Browns, and his new head coach pretty much ripped him, said, hey, this is a new team. You got traded here. It's Cleveland Browns. I know it's voluntary, but how about going out there and working with your new quarterback a little bit? That's the kind of stuff that people get ticked off about. Guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who decides that, yeah, you know, you need me more than I need you. And so I'm not really going to show up at these, oh, I'll go get in a hotel room somewhere and get a couple of strippers to snip coke off their asses because I got more important things to do than show up and go out there and work with my quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit, man. Uh, and I'm glad the coach called him out. Yeah. Even though by, by, by law, he doesn't have to be there. He's not violating the terms of his contract. It's just a smart thing to do. When you go to a new team... And now you're Mr. Bad Guy in New York, and everybody was all excited when you signed the contract. Actually, no, not everybody was. Remember last year when the Jets re-upped Odell Beckham, and he was going crazy in the, in the locker room? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you saw the tape of his teammates all around? Nobody else seemed to be going crazy because, you know, most players are happy when they see a teammate who hasn't gotten a big pay raise or is waiting for a pay raise get one. There's a little jealousy here and there. But for the most part, you know, Carson Wentz gets re-upped eventually. I don't think the Eagles are going to say, man, what are they doing spending money on Carson Wentz? There may be a one or two guys, but the, the, the main players on the team, people respect them. Odell Beckham Jr. now is being a douchebag already in Cleveland, not showing up for OTAs. That's, that's just stupid, man. Uh, Dean pointing out that in the last two weeks, there's been a lot of shit happening, and it's very true between the storms and the hurricanes and the tornadoes and people getting hurt and all sorts of people passing away. By the way, update on our friend Jackie, who we mentioned yesterday, 
Got another update from her husband last night. Thank God the the swelling on the brain went down enough. She's conscious. She was talking. She was complaining that we shouldn't make her laugh because it made her ribs hurt because she did break seven ribs. Um, and she has a long road ahead, but they have taken her out of ICU. So. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the most important thing. So you oh. know she's on the road to recovery, and it's going to be a while, but... Anyway, so that's, thank you that's everybody for prayers, and I mean, there's, there's there's a lot of praying that's going around for a lot of people. So exactly, uh, we we hope that everybody that's in the storms. I know that yesterday even more. It uh, looks like we have a day or two of reprieve here for a little bit, but um, it's going to be hot and sticky though down in Tampa. Yeah. I need a weather update from Dean. I mean, I can get actually. Let's get Betty to give us a. Did you unplug her? Um, yes, she is unplugged, but there is a. I'll just hold her up to the mic. Screw plugging her in. Alexa, what's the weekend weather forecast for Tampa, Florida? This weekend in Tampa, Florida will be sunny with a high of 92 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 74 degrees. Dude, what's the humidity in Tampa? Because I can't handle that shit. I have to ask her. Alexa, what's the humidity in Tampa this weekend? This weekend in Tampa, Florida, will be sunny with a high of 92 degrees that. Fahrenheit and a low of 74 degrees. Mm-hmm. What about the humidity? The humidity. This weekend in Tampa, Florida, will be sunny with a high of 92 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 74 degrees. I, I Alexa, think... what's the goddamn humidity in Tampa? This weekend in Tampa, Florida, <laughs> will be sunny with a high of 92 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 74 degrees. <laughs> I'm going to try one more damn time. Alexa, what is the relative humidity in Tampa, Florida? This weekend in Tampa, Florida will be Here. sunny with a high Tony, of 92 degrees. How, how can I ask it any simpler? Ask her if it's going to rain. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to be on Dale Mabry Boulevard. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Ask if going to rain. Say, ask Betty <laughs> if it's going to rain in Tampa. Betty, is it going to no, rain in Tampa? Alexa, is it going to rain in Tampa this weekend? Say it again. She's pissed at me now. I know she's pissed. You well, I should up. be pissed. How many times do I have to ask her the same damn question? You asked her the same question over and over again. I asked her humidity. I didn't ask her what the we- The first ask- thing I asked her what the weather forecast was. <laughs> All right. What part of how did I enunciate or elucidate that properly? I asked her the humidity. Then uh-huh. I came and I actually went relative humidity. Right. Relatively yeah. speaking. But you didn't ask her the correct question, which is, say, you say, Betty, is it going to rain in That Tampa? has nothing to do with humidity. Yeah, but that's no, how she... How no, she it doesn't. Okay. Humidity is a separate meaning. <laughs> Alexa, is it going to rain in Tampa this weekend? Rain is not likely in Tampa, Florida this weekend. The forecast only calls for a 25% chance. I'm sorry for yelling, Alexa. I'm really sorry. That's okay. Are you sure it's okay? Did I have... I hope you are too. Thank you. I'm good. I hope you have a great weekend, Alexa. Good night enabled. Do you want to open it? I'm not enabled. I'm okay. (laughs) I may be disabled a little. Good night enabled. What have I done? What do I have enabled? I don't know what you're doing, Tony, but you're you're confusing the heck Sorry, out of Betty. I'm having trouble understanding. See? That's all right. Everybody does. You're getting it's, really. You're making even, even Betty our, very confused. Even our listeners and viewers are are confused right now. But thank you, Alexa. Have a great weekend, darling. It's TVV. Alexa obviously wasn't homeschooled. Alexa, have a great weekend. Thank you, darling.
She doesn't like being called darling either, I guess. No. Alexa Hun, you have yourself a great weekend. See, you're, like you're, pushing, you're, you're pushing some buttons. I'm up not there. pushing nothing. They're on the top. I'm, not, I'm holding it around the side. I know how to hold a woman properly. Apparently, you do not know. <laughs> you are pushing her buttons. <laughs> That's right. Most women bully Mustangs. My girl doesn't answer my questions either, Tony. I mean, what's wrong with these women today? What's wrong? D. With Conrad, them? I'm double up on my meds from one to four. Was I nasty to her? Hey, you were yelling. Well, because I asked this. Women don't time, respond well to yelling. How many times you have to ask the same question over and over again? Maybe you were asking the wrong question. No, I didn't. It couldn't have been more clear. I tell you the same thing all the time. You did not ask the correct question. I asked her what the relative... Alexa, what's the relative humidity in Philadelphia right now? Right now, the humidity is 51%. See? I asked her the same question. And she gave me the humidity in Philadelphia. Let me try again in Tampa. And now, an ad from Dad. All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Alexa, what's the humidity in Tampa right now? Sorry, I don't know that location. It's an outrage. See, now I was nice. You were nice. She knew. How did she not know Tampa, but she knew Philadelphia? Trevor from, the, Trevor from the the two hundred three saying, "I'm going to need to triple my meds from one to four. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, we got we go, a fl- yeah, we got to fly. This which, is scary. Which one should we Let's go first? Let's do the one that's really breaking news. I mean, this is scary. This story. Okay, hold because on. Because we have video. Hopefully, you can watch this if you're on our Twitch TV part, and you have the video and audio components. If you can't see it right now because you're listening to audio only, you can go to our video stream and watch it later. Yeah, and it's on TonyBrunoShow.com. It's on everywhere. Uh, but this, but go to Twitch. You can, if you have followed and are subscribing, then you can watch the archived shows. But uh, this is ah freaky deaky man. Yes, it is. And I got to give you the proper music for this, Robin. Yes, you do. We, you Hold know, on. a lot of the stuff Wait. we do is funny stuff. And a lot of it's serious, like the uh, snakes in the toilets biting people on the ass. And then yesterday we had a lot of alligator updates. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. everybody's getting active right now. It's the summer. It's also killing season if you haven't te- checked the police blogs in most of our major cities. It's, it's killing season out there. Whoops. Whoops. Didn't mean to do that. But Hang ladies on. and gentlemen, I got Wait, 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 wait. Because my this. stupid thing is not working. So it's give just, me one more. This, this theme goes for a little while, Rob. Yes. Is Alexa on the sex strike now? It's not Alexa. It's not Alexa. It is me trying to get this thing going. Alexa, are you on the sex strike? Oops. I have the audio on, so she's not going to be able to hear. Let's wait for Alexa while I'm doing this. Okay. So what, what, what we are seeing here right now... Can you lower the volume on that since that volume doesn't matter? Okay. Well, actually, we're going to... For a minute, it doesn't matter. So there's an overhead shot 
of Panama City Beach. And there's a woman swimming alone out there. Yes. About 25 yards, 20 yards from the shore. She's the only woman, she's the only person swimming. Yeah. And then if you watch closely, in the darkness, you can all start of a sudden, to see it. Yes. You're thinking it's like sea foam or yep. sea reed or. Are you like you see dark clouds? So it's probably like she's going over rocks or something. But this is somebody from a high rise videotaping her in the distance. And then all of a sudden, before you know it. And then you start to see something off. A little bit of, her. no, kind of in. Well, now it's in front of her, Tony, because you're you're okay. be, you're looking at a slightly delayed version. And Robin at first saw, thought it was a manatee. Well, because you couldn't see the undulation, but now when you're watching, you can start to see the undulation. Now I'm going to turn up the volume, and this is the people. So he's in a balcony overlooking, and now you can hear the people in the background. So listen to the people in the background yelling at this woman, telling her. laughing. The shark starts actually turning around in front of her. Yeah. And then starts going toward her and it is bigger than her. So this oh, yeah. is a big ass shark. And the woman is still like doing the like the frog crawl. You know, just like the the gentle like, "Oh, this is lovely. Just do the little frog crawl." And then the people are screaming. And finally, she realizes it. The shark is literally like so now 10 feet away from her. Yeah, and now she's like, okay, wait a minute. No more gentle frog crawls. She starts doing the, oh my God, I'm out of here, breaststroke. I think she was freestyling right there. Or free basing or something. And, and the amazing thing is, the good thing is that if that shark wanted to attack her, it he would have. He oh, was yeah. really close. And as she starts swimming away toward the shore, it turns around and goes the other way. So that wasn't a hungry shark. No. If that, shark, hungry, that shark, if that was a, I don't even know what kind of shark it was. It wasn't a nurse shark. It wasn't a great there's white. There's no way to, there's no I mean, way to it tell. Have, I mean, it didn't look like a, a, a black tip or a white tip or reef a shark. Or a bull shark. It could have been a bull yeah, shark. And those the, guys are nasty too. I mean, this is a, this is a big ass shark. Yes, it was. And the fact, if this shark was hungry and wanted to attack her and it was carnivorous, he would have had easy pickings right there. He got so close to her and she was just sitting there. And then finally, if he wanted to chase her, he would have had her well, they, easily. This is the thing. Most sharks. No, but if he was not, hungry and didn't know. Wait, because they, remember, she's paddling out there. Even, the shark even when the, sharks are hungry, they don't normally go after humans. If they, that's the only they, thing out there and they see paddling but, and moving, but the things they flashing. Think, well, they usually they think it's they they that's not their normal prey. Of course but they not. They think it's something else. They're confused because they, yeah. they see motion and they think it's a disabled seal or a fish. Right. So the whole thing about they don't they don't go after humans because humans are not normally in their space. Right. It's animals who are splashing. It's seals, sea lions, fish. <clears throat> and what I'm saying is, if that shark was hungry, that woman was splashing around. She would have been in toast. wide open water right there. And the fact that she turns around and starts swimming to shore rapidly, and then he finally turns and goes the other way, proves that that shark a was not hungry, mm -hmm. was not carnivorous. But I don't know many sharks that side. Now, nurse sharks are pretty big, and they don't, they don't go after you. But they're usually on the bottom. This thing was up right, near nurse the surface. Sharks, right. and, um, Not Nick nurse sharks. He was winning the basketball game last night. All time. sharks are carnivorous, yes. However, there are certain sharks, no. like whale sharks and stuff, that eat plankton. Exactly. And those not all krill. sharks are carnivorous. No, they eat like They'll eat minnows and, and stuff, and but they're not. shrimp. Right. But they're, they don't have like teeth type. But um, 
Yes. So there's not there there are sharks that are this more. This must aggressive. have been a vegan shark. This you know maybe it's a new <laughs> sensation. Of course, maybe the shark is like understanding that you know if you start eating humans, I mean it's like the Little Mermaid shark. Exactly. So I mean that's really. Uh, and I know uh, plankton's alive. Plankton's not animal matter. Plankton can be either plankton. No, it's not. Plankton is 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 a living thing. You're thinking of plankton is is living matter. Remember, plankton, of course, is the little guy who wants the Krabby Patty recipe on on uh, on SpongeBob. Are you ready, kid? Yeah, you know, he's the guy who always trying to get the secret Krabby Patty recipe. He's a little plankton guy. He's not a plant. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? Sponge- is it a soy boy, cock boy, beta shark? Be Could be. Everybody now! And this is the portion of the show where we need to give Tony an education on plankton. Plankton can be either plant-based or zoological-based. They are either plants or animals. See, I did not. I stand correct. Are you? Is that scientifically done? That is, that that's not wicked. That's not the plankton's Wikipedia page, is it? Because people there can doctor that. There is phytoplankton. Phyto. That's a dog. P h y t o plankton, which are one-celled plants, and then there's zooplankton, which are little tiny animal-type plankton. Okay, but most of the plankton that's floating around in the oceans. Either one doesn't matter. They're both. So the prolific. Plankton, so the 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 other plankton that is a plant matter is in the ocean because both it could be plankton in lakes and rivers right, that are not salt water. water. It's water, but okay. it, but they are they are both in the ocean and they are both in everywhere. Okay, most of the whales that the gigantic uh, whale sharks that aren't really sharks, but they have they they just filter plankton through their and krill. Krill, yeah. They don't actually bite and eat and swallow Correct. fish because they have like they have like their a filtration s- system. They, well, they have fill- like they have uh, I forget what their their types of teeth are called, uh, but it's it's almost like a sieve, and it just like they suck you mean it like in. Like Michael Rappaport kind of sieve mouth. By the well, way, just see his mouth. It, that guy's a loser. The man. way it works is they open their big mouth and they go they gulp a bunch of water in, and then they sieve out the water and keep the plankton in their mouth and swallow it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, your shark, plankton, there you go. ectoplasm, and, and all the other things. By the way, apparently that was, somebody just pointed out, I believe it was Dean, saying that um, that was one of the sharks on the power play in the last game of the Eastern Conference Finals, and he realized it was over, so he just backed off and went the hell back out in the ocean. Um, by the way, no, I did not say goodbye to Periscope and Facebook. Oh, we're no, still on? You, we're giving them almost two well, hours. This is what, well, we were having issues, so I didn't turn them on right away. I uh, I played with them. I diddled with them a little bit before I turned them on. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, so, you usually have to yeah, do that. You got to get them, you got so, to have a little foreplay with the audience yeah, first. Yeah, there was, there was a little hiccup with the connection that I, I don't know exactly, I think it was something I did wrong. So I'm just like let him, letting them hang for a little bit. That's good. Yeah. It's like a little bonus. It's like a Friday Bruno Nation Live drop. You know how they have the Friday news drops? Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a story that nobody wants released in Washington, they wait till Friday afternoon. Right. Or in companies, when people fire a bunch of people, like in my business, the radio industry. Oh, I know. People like Black Fridays happen. Radio companies at the end. Especially here it is, last day of the month of May, mm-hmm. right? And then a lot of people all over the country find out this is their last yep. day at work. 
It's uh, Pink Slip Friday. Yeah, it happens all over the place. It happens in Washington. News dumps of stories that they don't want anybody to see because nobody reads yeah. the Saturday papers for the most part. Dump it on Friday. It's the Friday news. This is our Friday content dump, except this is stuff that you want. This isn't useless we information. Make you, so if you were part of that, and we are very sorry to hear, and our condolences to you if you were part of that uh, dump process on Friday, but we are going to make you laugh. We're going to make you laugh about your life. Filter. I didn't even kiss her. Exactly. No, since we are down in Florida, shall we stay in Florida for the second one? We have a double. We might as well. We, this we a have a double header Florida. We update? have a double Florida header. Oh, I love those. I know a couple of girls that love the double headers down there in Florida, but that's another story for another time. Maybe this weekend I'll tell some of those tales. I'm gonna. I am so gonna be grilling Dean for all sorts of information that that because you don't Dean remember will, stuff. Dean knows nothing. He knows nothing. I'm gonna wait, ply. I'm oh, gonna wait. ply him with a nice bottle of wine, and I'm gonna find out the information that you say you have forgotten. I have pictures, so I'll show it to you. <laughs> I have some slides. <laughs> I don't have a slide. Gene, Dean, you have a slide projector? No, I don't want any college football. I want some Florida action. Down to <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Welcome to, to the you to the sunshine state, oh, Robin. Screw you. No, I gotta start from the top. How many days is it going to take you? We've done this for over two years, a Florida update, and you still don't know the jingle. Welcome you to the Sunshine All right, let's take it from the top. Take it from the top. Here it is, our Florida update, the second part of your day-night doubleheader, take two. Down to Florida. Welcome you to the Sunshine There you go. There you go. Is that better? Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> Is Dean going to be on the Budweiser hot seat? That's what people want to know. Trevor from the 203, of course, yes. All right. Are you ready for this Florida update, Robin? Yes, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching right now, you will see a lovely 11-foot gator in somebody's kitchen. That's right. Oh, yeah. When, oh, I, her name is not mentioned, unfortunately, but Clearwater received a emergency 911 call. I would have called 911 as well. 911 is a joke down there. In 3 a.m. in the morning when a woman decided she needed a little glass of water. See, that's what happens. That's why you don't go into the kitchen at 3 a.m. You don't get out of bed because, A, you could have roaches under there. You can have Dallas Cowboy fans crawling around in your kitchen when you turn the light on. Or you can have alligators. Well, she went to, and she didn't even, she didn't even turn the light on at first. The, the moonlight was shining through, and she sees something, and she hears a little rumbling, and she, then she turns the light on, and this is what she sees. An 11-foot gator who broke in from a window. Let me see if I can show you the window pane. Um, there. See, they had, like, the windows that go all the way down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smashed through a window. Is this a smash and grab? And crawled. Like, it smashed both windows, crawled Did all Did he get the- any of her? Maybe he went in there and saw, knew there were a couple of alligator shoes and boots. Well, and let me tell you. To, 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 like, to enact his revenge. I am all for returning gators to the wild. You know, they're natural. Yeah. That's their natural habitat. However, this bastard got into her wine cache. No! Yes! went after her wine that's boots and handbags man boots and handbags that's an outrage boots to asses it should be right there so 
what was that? Was that so the gator busted into the window? Busted into the window and went after her. And she didn't hear a gator breaking her windows. I find that hard to believe. Well, this is an 11 footer. You know what though? 11 footer. But maybe because she had the air conditioning on. Maybe you know, door closed. I don't know. There's there's times when we haven't heard something either. And um, I heard a guy break into my window in Venice when I was asleep, and I ran down there with a baseball bat to try to get the bum, and he got out. He got away. But look at that baby. Now that would scare the crap out of you. That's not just a little baby gator. Eleven footer is usually not a baby. That's a big ass sucker. We call it. Yeah, the gator did have a drinking problem. I mean, you're like, now you, what kind of was he? Was he sampling the? Was he a red wine gator yes. or a white if, wine? In the gator? last photograph taken, you can see a little bit through the window, and in what looks like a pile of blood in the kitchen, it's red wine. Oh, the sucker went after the good stuff. Yeah. Was it the red blends? Was he a Cabernet? I, it, is he there a is Zinfandel? No, I don't a care. Pinot Noir? It doesn't matter. You go after the wine, you're, you're toast. You're handbags, man. You get out the shotgun, get out that knife, and you start making some nice boots. You know, like you're gonna the, like you're just gonna. Was yeah, it no, a, it's was a, it a bold red wine. What kind of what kind did you think? I he don't was like, know, Tony. What's the matter it's with you, Robin? To, I need details. Look behind you. What would you say by that color? Uh, let me see it. It looked like somebody just got butchered in the kitchen. I know, I mean, that's, that's, it. Like. <laughs> that's why I said it. Looks it looks like a like scene blood. on Cops. It looks like blood, but that was red wine. It looks like a usual meth dealer's house after a weekend, unfortunately. Speaking of which, um, Ashton Kutcher had just the opposite happen to him. What happened? He was uh, he just um, was part of the trial of the Hollywood Ripper. He he had to give Ripper. testimony. Um, it's a big serial killer case out not in Los the, uh, Angeles. Not the BK killer, BT, BTK killer, right? No. This is the Hollywood Ripper. and um, Is it you transitioning two, to another story? A totally another? different story. But Ashton Kusher was a witness in this trial because he was scheduled to take a woman out on a date. I forget what her name is. In 2001. And he went to her house to pick her up, and she didn't answer the door. He looked through the window, and he said he saw what he thought was spilled wine because he'd been to a party at her place, and he vaguely remembered them some spilled wine on the carpet, didn't think anything of it, and thought he pissed her off because he was late. And he left. Turns out that she was dead. They found her dead the next morning. Dude. So that scene that you just saw with the gator, which was actually red wine, Ashton Kutcher saw the same thing, but it was actually blood. How crazy is that? It's insane. One thing we know, as TVB points out astutely, is another wine connoisseur who listens to the show and watches it every day. That was obviously a fem- It was not a female gator. We know that. Why? Why is that? Because no male gator or human being would go after white wine and be a white wine douche. That's usually a woman's thing. Why do you do that? I don't go after white wine. I didn't say all women. I said most, most the white zins, not the red right. zins. White zins are basically the third so, squeezing of a grape. In other words, I'm special. I'm a special woman. Is you that what you're saying? To, no, I'm not saying you have to be special or no, no, worse no. or bad. You're saying, because you say most women go after the white wines, the fact that I don't, that means well, I'm Well, you special. sip a little white wine every once in a while. Every now you and You like then. the Gervais Demeaners. You like the little uh, sweet, uh, crappy uh, Dutch wines? There's no the Dutch German, wines. The German wines? There are no Dutch wines. The German wines? 
but this guy, this this gator was not a white Zen douche. And again, my family drinks white Zen, so I'm not calling my family douches. It's chicks drink the light wines. They drink, they think white Zinfandel is really wine. All white Zinfandel is, is after they squeeze the grapes to make the initial batch. Mm-hmm. It's like they take those grapes and squeeze them even harder. And obviously the juices and the tannins are not there, so it becomes a lighter blush. And that's how they get the rosés. It's all the pussified wines. But I mean, if you like it, hey, I'm not complaining. I'm not telling you what to drink. If a man drinks white wine, it is definitely a violation. Now, I've had white wine in the middle of a hot afternoon in Sonoma when the pizza oven was getting fired up by my another brother from the other mother. Yeah. Mr. Julio D'Ambesta, who now just bought a nice house in North no, Carolina. No, I have to go visit him soon. Down there in North Carolina. Yeah, 11 foot is a big boy. It's damn right it is. Not big boy's neighborhood. He's I, slimmed down a lot. I think that for, because we are planning eventually on moving down because I love the Gulf Coast of Florida. Like right around where Dean lives, I think that that would be a fantastic place Don't to live. Don't give it away, Robin. Don't give but, away. But but here, I've, I'm learning some lessons. Don't drink One, white wine. Don't have windows that go all the way down to the ground. If you live in Florida. Right. Don't and by have, the way, those damn screened-in porches that everybody has to have where there's swimming pools down in Florida. Right. Not, they don't protect you from gators. They just protect you from flies and bugs. Well, they can protect you from gators, too. Not the thin screen ones. No, Those gators yeah, are, right. If a gator's busting through a plate glass window, yeah, no. you don't think he's busting through screen. a screen? But, but Ridiculous. Yes, you are correct. Um, so, yeah, don't... And I've had afternoon light, you know, white wine. You know, you're having a little nosh. You're having a little maybe cheese, a little uh, meat plate. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? Charcuterie. The charcuterie. Yeah, little gobble, little gobble. We got little uh, cheeses and the, the finest meats and cheeses. That and you white can put wine in. is fine if you're eating fish with it. But but I eat red. With, I don't buy that. You got it. You have to have reds with uh, meat right. and whites with fish. There I have reds some... with everything, man. It's like it's like wearing clothes. You can wear anything you want. You don't need to, have to worry Screw about stripes. Screw that waiting uh, to wear white after Labor Day. Screw that. And, of course, our great friend Ed Nasta, the man who provided us all the great boxes for our cabinetry here in the wine cellar, points out, as he does because he's a fine, he's an executive with the Fine Wines and Good Spirits organization here in the state of Pennsylvania. He says, all wines are white. It gets its color from the length of time the grape skins rest in the bats. Uh-oh. Did you see what Dean just wrote? What's fact? Gene just wrote, the room you're staying in in my house this weekend has a window that goes all the way to the ground. That's right. Robin will sleep sleep on the side that's closest (laughs) to the window. (laughs) Just remember. Sacrifice, Robin. Don't spill the wine, Robin. Spill the wine. Protect that girl. If I have an... Dean, do you have an axe? I'll sleep with an axe next to me and I'll be good. Don't axe me nothing. You got a double sawed-off shotgun. That's what I need. Because I, just in case people didn't know, I just want to remind people, I am Montana reigning 1980, no, 1990 axe-throwing champion right here. Right here. You're not not going to do anything with an axe with a damn gator. Hell yeah. No, you don't. You got to have, you got to have at least one of those John Wick double pump shotguns. Because you, you ever watch those gator shows where they go out in the swamps and uh-huh. they put that big hunk of fish on and hang it on a tree, yeah. hang it on a tree branch and let it dangle there, and then they come back the next day and there's a gator hooked onto it? What do they do? They pull up and they get a shotgun and blow its head out. One again, it's not brain. violent. 
it's not a violent thing. I mean, that's the way you hunt gators. People eat that stuff. I hope Dean's got the grill ready because I'm ready for some fresh gator. What do we call those things that I actually tried? Gator bites. Gator bites are yummy. Those were real gator you bites. You actually too. liked them, which was... It's not like artificial crab. When You know, they have crab cakes and they put the fake crab in, which isn't really crab. And they tell you they're crab cakes, but they're made with artificial crab. I don't want no damn artificial gator. It's better be certified Angus gator. Not the anus part of the gator. I think that's bad shit down there. Um, gator sausage apparently is delicious. No, I'm not doing awesome. that. I, you know what? You'd be. It tastes like chicken, for God's sakes, no, Tony. It doesn't. Uh, channel showing offline. Now, Burton Gus says no, the Bruno it's, it's wine cellar. More Chianti or Pinot Noir? Actually, mostly, mostly cabs, red blends, some Pinots, but a lot of red Zinfandels. The deeper, the darker. It's like I love my women, like my wines. Yes, Deep, clearly. Dark, rich, full-bodied. Full-bodied. With a nice yes, bouquet. Yes, that qualifies. Uh, rich, no, no. Well, they better, if they're rich, that's an even that's a yeah, bigger bonus. It is. I ain't going for no broke ass chicks. I'm sorry, baby. Yes. No <laughs> broke ass that. bitches in this house. <laughs> you gotta have cab. Cab's number one on the list. Cabernet Sauvignon. It got hot down here. Yes, again. it did. I don't know what happened. The air conditioning is on. We need a fan, oh, and Luigi once fan. again didn't bring the damn fan over. I get the Chantix shit. Yeah, really. That's me. I'm sorry. There's a gate. There's the speaking of replacements. That's the turkey who replaced. Which is a really, really stupid commercial because he's like gobbling Chantix like they're candy. So it's a smoking turkey who replaced, what's his name, uh, Ray, Ray Liotta right. in the Chantix commercials. And what this turkey does, if you haven't seen the commercial, he goes over and he opens a bottle of, of Chantix and starts popping them all at once. And then he puts them in a, in a pan of boiling water and drinks it. Do you need that much Chantix to quit smoking? And then, of course, it has all of the things that it may do which this turkey then does and doesn't drop dead. What kind of ad is that? Stupid-ass turkey? Jive turkey? <laughs> D. Conrad says, Can I have the box back now that I know the sleeping arrangements? <laughs> you know what, D. Conrad? I think that you need to realize that I can take care of myself. Damn right. Tony's now, chocolate wine. Listen, I love red wine. I love the deeper. Pinots are okay. And, and obviously, you know where the best Pinots are, Robin. And one of our listeners points out, Burton Gus, Willamette Valley. And, of course, Pinot Noir up in Oregon mm -hmm. and that area, that's the best Pinots right. I've ever had. There's some good California Pinots. Pino. But the Pinot grapes, I believe, grow best up in the Pacific Northwest. You see how I rhyme with my wine all the time? The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, Robin. As damn it, Robin says... Damn it, Robin 50, by the way. Yes. He's even got your age in I there. I know. Do you know who this person he, is? He could, could have left that one. I have no idea. Damn who it, Damn Robin, Robin 50. 50 is. <laughs> I do not know who Damn it, Robin 50 I got, is. Whoever it is, I got to give him a roaring round of applause right now. That is just brilliant knowledge right there. Or he's a stalker. Or she's a stalker. Burton Gus, chocolate wine is actually pretty good. We have some chocolate wine. Yeah. I like all kinds of wine, but I like, I like the bold. Dark and, zins and, and thank caps. you, Burton Gus, for the bits, and bits, and bits and bits <sighs> Our bits is uh, our bits are doing very well. And for those of you who do not know what bits are, it is a very simple way. It's like buying us a drink. 
you know, like you're exactly. you're listening and you're we're all sitting at the bar just having a grand old time. No, it's like just... a, you're at one of those dueling piano bars. Okay. And there's two slap dicks facing each other. And Are we playing. the slap dicks? Yeah, or... we're the two slap oh, dicks, we're two... and we're facing each other oh, okay. coincidentally. Hey. So we're like doing, you know, we're, you're playing a bit. Okay. You're playing a video. I'm playing a song. Okay. And then the people come up at the bar. And they usually they yell out at you, "Hey, play uh, piano man." And then the person says, "You asshole! Everybody plays piano man. How about something original for a change?" Okay. And so that's what we are. So we're like the dueling pianos. We're the slapdick. Except Got we yell at each other, which uh-huh. they don't do at piano bars. The well, audience. Some, sometimes and then we have the audience too. yelling us at us on the uh, stream chat, so they can do requests. Uh-huh. And that's why we played certain songs. And then song. we have the tip jars, which and that's we the have... tip jars. And you walk up see, and you get the big snifter on the screen. You see the big tip jar. It's yes. like a big, big, big tip jar, like the one that we have over here in the corner, Tony. Exactly. Uh, Tony, actually, you can't see it right behind Tony. The big one here. The big one. The real big one. And so we, we have the We're real need one. one this size pretty soon, though, because of the tremendous generosity of yes. the Tony Bruno Yes, and so Nation this is the real one. Then we have the virtual one that you see right there. And when you give us bits... How does that look with the, like, looking through the big snifter at my face on the camera, on the HD lo- camera? Oh, it makes you look like you have, like, a cone head. No, you know what it does? It looks like the movie Godzilla. One of the critics said that the, a lot of the scenes look like they're shot with Vaseline on the camera lens. Well, this do looks I look like, like that? No, it, well now it does. But when you had it, how's it sound right there though? You like that sound? The echo. I like that. You like that? You like that? Yeah, it sounds good, man. Except I gotta stop. See, it that. looked like I, I agree. It looked like the guy from Conehead. But yeah, so when you when you put bits in the jar, it's like tipping us and thanking us for. Um, for our service? For our services. No, no, this isn't a service. This is just a fun show. Absolutely. Yes, it is. We are we are servicing our audience. <laughs> you know, if they can't be Bob serviced. Bob Valley Forge, I think he's pretty much nailed it again. This okay. guy's a deep thinker, Bob. You've met him. He's a deep thinking yes. man. He says, I associate bits with putting a dollar in the slot and watching the window go up at the peep shows. Yes. Exactly right. Let me give him a standing ovation. I think. They still have those? I remember going there when I was working in New York in the 80s, and I was young, married, no kids yet, and you go into the peep shows on 42nd uh-huh. Street before they cleaned it all out and disnified it. That's when it was stanky and nasty and Broadway, around now, 42nd and Broadway. Were these, so I know that I've been in where they, but they weren't peep shows, but like you put a quarter in and then you could see like old time movies. No, no, this was actually like there'd be a live stage in the middle. Oh. So you put the quarter in and then it would go up and there'd be two really nasty, a man so and a woman. So this was not a video that you were No, watching. this was live sex. This is live sex. Live okay. nude girls. You've seen those. Live, ah, and it'd be a man and a woman it. having sex. Really? Yeah. And then you would only get like 30 seconds. Those are illegal now, right? I don't even the know. The live sex show, other than in know. certain, in like I think in New Orleans they have live sex shows. <sighs> and maybe in Vegas. I don't know. Well, no, you can't have it in Vegas. They have to be outside of Vegas. Prostitution. But it isn't see, prostitution. It's, it's, it's consenting it's, adult. Right, a sex it wasn't show like, is not prostitution. They were totally so. nude. I mean, there was no, but they would I'm have performed. I'm telling know. you, go back and look in the 80s. Times Square live in New York, sex live sex show shows. They even said it outside. Legality. Dean says, I asso- associate bits with Tony draining my 401k. No, my ex-wife is doing that just fine. Thank you, Dee, for reminding me. Here's a good question. Asked by Cora, why is it legal to make porn but not stage a live sex show? Who's Cora? Kit Cora, the great Iron no, Chef? It's, just, it's, uh, it's, one of those, it's one of those websites. Oh, uh, which one? Questions. Go back. I'm telling you, the peep shows on 42nd Street, 
in Manhattan back in the 80s before they gutted that whole thing and cleaned it up and made them all Disney theaters. There used to be all the 8th Avenue, uh, 42nd Street, Times Square, that whole area there was I all... I have live sex show updates. Let's go to right the update now, desk. The wait, wait a minute. Let me give you the update news. So live sex, sex shows, the history of live sex shows. Um, in Havana, Cuba in the 1950s, there were sex shows and pornographic theaters such as the Shanghai Theater and the Tokyo Cabaret, which is weird because it was the in Shanghai. Cuba? In Cuba, they were called Shanghai and Tokyo. Why, why? Why would you have the hot Latina Cuban ladies up there shaking those things? Yeah. Um, then, so, so that's where they were originally uh, first heard of. Then during the 1960s and 70s, the... Laotian capital Vientiane. That's in Laos. Correct. Where a lot of these was, people were Laos's when they didn't give you enough of the show. When oh, the screen would go up and you say, hey, you Laos's, you stinking dirty Laos's, give me a little more time when I put my now, next quarter in. I have heard of these shows. They were famous for their ping pong shows. Well, I saw that. That was Honeysuckle Divine at the old uh, the Trocadero Theater in Center City, Philadelphia. It was the Troc Burlesque Show. Now and it's they one did of those. That? Yeah, there was a woman named Honeysuckle Divine, and she was notorious. And you would pay and go in there, but it was a theater. It wasn't just one of those peep shows. You would sit in an actual theater, and Honeysuckle Divine would get up on the stage. And you want to talk about exit velocity. Long before we were determining exit velocity of baseball players hitting balls out of the ballpark and the distance traveled, uh-huh. Honeysuckle Divine, all time Hall of Fame ping pong ball. Firer. I don't know what the term uh, ejector. Ejector. She could. Uh, no, I'm not making this up. I actually saved one of the ping pong balls. It's somewhere in a box. You did not. I took Ew. one home. I mean, this is talent. You got to. You know, it's oh. like a souvenir. Honeysuckle divine. If she aimed at you and shot a ping pong ball at you accurately and hit you right between the eyes, you reached in the pocket and took care of some business. You got the. You talk, talking about tip jars. Now the other no, not honeysuckle on my vine. It's honeysuckle. Look up honeysuckle divine. I will, but let me finish. The other place known, <laughs> the other two places known for live sex shows was the Reeperbahn in Hamburg. Um, would that be Germany? That would be oh, Germany. Not a hamburger bar. And they were once located in the Große Freiheit Street. Where? Große Freiheit. That sounds pretty gross to me, yeah. Which means great freedom. I know. Um, well, they I showed live sex ads on stage, but where they closed down in 2013. And then the, of course, red light district in the Wallerstraat in Amsterdam. The Walla what? There were three main venues for sex shows. There was the Banana Bar, which is Banana Bar. Oh, is that Banana? Bana- yeah, like banana, banana. Banana. Not the Black uh, black Banana Bar in, South, in Center City, Philly there down on Arch Street. There no. used to be a bar called the Black Banana. Good spot. It was the Banana Bar and the Moulin Rouge and the Casa Rosso. I wanted, let's bring it to this country. We know all the Euro trash people did okay, all that those crazy were the, shit. Those were the locations that were known. Well, but nobody's been there. I mean, some people have been there. Did you go to Cuba? Nobody was allowed in Cuba back in the 60s. No Americans were allowed there. It was just the locals that knew or the people that snuck on the island. It's ridiculous, man. I'm asking you to it's look up. saying here I'm that telling you, on 42nd Street, I used to watch, I think it was actually on 8th Avenue, near the Port Authority bus terminal. That's where the really nasty places were, where the people would be sitting. And they wouldn't perform sex until somebody at least raised the curtain. So there'd be all these little, boot, there'd be all these little booths that you walk in the door, you put the money in, and they could see that the curtains come up. 
So they wouldn't perform. They would just lay up on this rotating bed, and they wouldn't start doing anything until they saw curtains come up. And one curtain alone was not enough. They would just look at you and then wait for other people to make. So they needed at least four curtains because that's at least a dollar right away. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, this is back in the 80s. So yeah. A quarter was a lot of money back then. Now you'd have to put in like $5 to get 10 seconds of action. Screw that. I'll get live action for that. I'm all about that live action, boss. But I'm telling you, Robin. It's it's very, there's so many different. Um, this is deep knowledge right here. Yes, there's there's a lot of different information about live sex shows, most of which are saying that it is not legal in the United States, even like in places like Vegas. But I know that they had them. I'm telling Interesting. you, Robin. I'm not making this shit up. I know. I'm, I'm telling I'm, you, I'm, I paid to go you. into a damn booth in New York's <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> believe and me, look, Tony. There's a, there's a Wikipedia page, a page for Honeysuckle Divine. A retired American stripper, erotic performer, artist, and sexual columnist. Her specialty was inserting and ejecting things. But that's not sex. From, no, but I'm saying, but no, that's not sex. But I'm telling you, there was all kinds of stage shows where acts were performed. She wouldn't have sex with anybody. You know, and best guess where guess where she performed at the concert in Amsterdam. <laughs> the what <laughs> concert? Concert. Oh, Concertgebouw. Uh, yeah, the concert with that thing. Oh, <laughs> Her specialty was inserting and ejecting things from her vagina on stage. Where she performed at the Concertgebouw in Amsterdam, she was described in the program as vaginist, a performer using the vajayjay. So, and she's still alive today at age 81. Now I think she's just uh, shooting gummy bears or something. I don't know if she still has the exit velocity at 81. It says here that there are no legal I'm, live sex shows in not, the United States now. now. they're not, but I'm telling you in the 80s oh, they were doing this stuff. I'm not saying now. I mean, back in the 80s. I'm just saying I was, now. I'm telling not. you to look up the 80s when I was doing it. <gasps> okay. Good God Almighty. Now she can't even bounce the ball up there. She's, they tried to bring her out to throw out an opening pitch, and she threw it out there worse than 50 Cent did. She bounced it out, but she, <laughs> she had a good reason. She's 81, and you know you don't have that kind of muscle. The adult movie theater, now, obviously. Now, can you, know. you do Kegel exercises at age 81? Yes, you should be able to do them. And she probably the has the ability to still fire off a couple of fastballs, or maybe at least a curve or a slurve or a... Uh, Oh, here. A finger, a, a split here's, finger. Here's a Thrillist, Thrillist a article. Splitter. I went to one of Times Square's last remaining peep show. Hello. Okay, hold on, hold on. There let's you see go. what it says. Um, let's see. I got to find the honeysuckle divine. I got that ping pong ball somewhere. This was in 2015. Um, blip, 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 blip. <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> So 2015, Saturday, April 18th, this guy went to one of Times Square's last remaining peep shows. What was it called? I know exactly what it's called, too. And then he goes, I, I, I went, and then I spent the next 36 hours showering. Oh, but these are the ones where you watch the movies when you go in and put a quarter. Um, I'm talking about, no, this is a live sex show. Hold on, let me see what it says. Uh, here, So here it says, uh, blah, 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 blah. We all have heard the storied past of Times Square in the 1980s Hello? told to us in hushed, reverent tones from the boozed-up guy at the back of Jimmy's Corner. We've heard the decrepit troubadours sing their lyrical poems about all the hookers and drug addicts and plethora. That's a great word that we do not use often well, enough. Plethora, yes. Plethora. I use it all the time. Plethora of peep shows that Giuliani, Giuliani did 